Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Last Change Podcast. This is sort of season finale and a, a call-in show, if you will. We're going to talk to some friends. Um, might as well get going. We got two here. I'm going to introduce the first one because it's my wife. It's Jamie. Hello. Oh, thanks for having me. Long time non-listener. <laughs> first time, short time. <laughs> first time, short time. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we Thank also you for having me. Oh, anytime. We also have Drew. Drew, uh, tell everybody your uh, Twitter username so everybody knows who we're talking about. That's uh, very fitting that I'm able to tell everyone this today because it is uh, Capybara Appreciation Day. So I am I'm CFCNJD. I'm the Capybara guy. So and not Andrew's he, wife. Yes. Although he wishes he could be my wife. He could be my wife. Yeah, you know. Uh, I'm sure Ricky. Ricky would would consider that if you don't make him go to the fabric uh, warehouse <laughs> on the weekends. <laughs> Fair point. Got so. a point. <laughs> um, we should have Renee on here later. No, we're good. Okay. Um, so anyway, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be asking everybody six questions, um, mostly about hockey, some about non-hockey. Um, because free agency's over, the draft is over, and, and we're about to have nothing to talk about for a month and a half, two months. So um, let's see. Why don't, why don't we start with that, unless, Ricky, you got anything you want to talk about first? Uh, no, I'm good. I mean, you know, some of the stuff that uh, came up today, you know, obviously it looks like Fitz is maybe looking to uh, acquire a goaltender after all some of his comments from today that they want to give Schmidt an entire season in, in the AHL. So uh, we'll see. Which is weird because if they acquire Hellebuck, you would assume that Vanacek's going in the other direction. So I, I just thought about this too. So wouldn't Schmidt being in the AHL really kind of not have anything to do with a possible Hellebuck acquiring? You know? I, unless they're not trading Vanacek, I don't know. But I, I think they have to to make the money work, so... Yeah. So, all right. Well, we're going to ask everybody's opinion on that. For, let's go through some questions then. And I'll start with, with the wife, Jamie, your favorite on ice moment from this year. That's a good one. Um, I would say, so I have a few. Um, the first one would be Eric Halla getting hit with the chicken tender. Nice. I think that was a good one that really turned around his game. I mm. think. Um, that was also something to be in attendance for. That was Someone's got to hit him with a, in the head with a chicken finger opening night this year. Dude, for real. Or have a cutout of a chicken tender, you know? That works. Something to, to really scare him into being good and working for that contract. We could do that. We're good with making signs. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we got other ones. Let me say, um, Wow. Let me say. She said she had a few. I had a few because that was one of the main ones. Um, what was that playoff game that we went to where, like, we just we murdered the Rangers with it? Yeah, game five, four nothing. Yeah, four nothing. Where I went into it really expecting low, um, you know, low expectations. 
and being very nervous. And, uh, you know, that was just a hell of a night. That was definitely a good one. Um, yeah, probably just all of November, to be honest with you, when we went on that, we went on that run of, what was it? 13? 13 game heater. 13 game heater. Yeah. So that was a good time because we went to a good portion of those. Yeah, that was the time where uh, we realized the team was good, and and you and I were like, oh, we're not going to go to the game." And then, like at two, three o'clock in the afternoon, we're both looking at tickets, and you know, we'd end up being there. Um, yeah, let's see. Yeah, so November was definitely a good time, you know, because we we suffered through a lot there for a while of just mediocrity and just dread. Although it was great going to games for twenty dollars and whatnot, good luck with that this season. That's over for the foreseeable future. Yeah, so um, that whole November thing was cool. December was pretty terrible when mm-hmm. we then reversed that. Um, v Tech turned into a pumpkin. Yeah, yeah, um, but I think those are pretty much like my highlights. What about your um, favorite off ice moment of the year? Off ice moment, probably anytime Jack does an interview, just to see what kind of spiciness he'd come out with. Yeah, he's really, yeah. he's really nice to reporters. He's um, really nice. He's, he's like, like I could picture if Andrew was a hockey player, like he would be Jack in like the interviews. Like, could you just yes. not bother me right now? Could you just not talk to me right now? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> why? What do you want? Why are you asking me questions? Yeah, somebody would be like, um, so somebody would ask me a question like, so um, after that goal, uh, the second period, how do you think that it affected the momentum? I'll be like, well, you watch the game, right? You tell me. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think you need to take your microphone and go kick rocks. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, just, yeah. Let's see. Are you on team new goalie or you want to roll with uh, Schmidt and, and Vanacek? It would depend on who we would get. Because, I mean, there's, there is, I don't even think there's anybody that would strike my fancy. And I do love Schmid. Because he's, you know, an adorable bean. Um, but I don't know. It's a 50 50 for me. I don't know if we'd get anybody. We already have two guys who are pretty well in the system. Um, they both obviously need a little bit of work, Vanacek as well. So. You know, I'd say roll with what we have. It was working very well. But if you're going with the Lindy Ruff, you know, bingo generator, you never know what you're going to get. Because it seems like the moment there's a glimmer of down downtroddenness, I guess you can say, he'll change it up. And then it's like starting from scratch all over again. But it's just, who are you going to get to fill to fill that in? You know, that's still kind of out there, I guess. Well, three are Vanacek, uh, Gibson, and Saros is is somebody Ricky's really interested in, but haven't really heard too much about uh, about Nashville wanting to trade him. Um, yeah, I don't think Saros is going to go anywhere from Nashville. Yeah, well, let's keep rolling through the questions. I have to stress that you're, no one's going to believe me, but Ricky actually added this question, not me. Um, <laughs> if you were a bird, what bird would you be? Oh, yeah, I'm sure this was definitely Ricky who added It was. This. I didn't, no I didn't comment. This. No comment. No comment. Well, we're gonna have to go with my favorite, which is the tufted titmouse. 
Yep. Every time you see them, you're like, titties. It's a good pick. Titties. Yeah. Those are my favorite. They're adorable. They've got cute hair. You know, they're just little guys. They're pretty, pretty cute, pretty common. They just got an all around good look for a bird, I think. All right. We got two more. If you had to choose an all expense paid vacation to Columbus, Ohio, or Winnipeg, Manitoba, which one are you choosing? I I would choose death. I don't blame you. We've been to both. And uh, you're not going to bring me anywhere kicking and screaming, not going to either of those places. No, neither one. No, thank you. I hate both equally for what they have done to me. So, well, and, and lastly, we're going to ask everybody what their plans for the summer are. Uh, just for you, I think you should tell everybody what concert you're going to next month. Oh, God. Oh, me? Yeah. Next month? Oh, I'm seeing the Jonas Brothers at Yankee Stadium. Oh, okay. That's way better than <laughs> that's way better than Dave Matthews Band. Just oh, we're seeing Dave next week. Yep. So, yeah. all right. We're going to ask Drew these questions, but Jamie, thank you for stopping by. Hello. Thanks, Jamie. See you whenever the hell we're done with this. Anytime. See if she knows how to leave the Discord chat. Okay. All right. Good job. All right, Drew, we're going to ask you these same questions. Uh, Your favorite on ice moment of the year, sir. All right. Uh, I think I'll go like a little bit of a different direction. You know, I, I think there were some really, really high moments of the season. Obviously, November was really awesome. You know, the the playoff series win against the Rangers. But every um every season the last couple of years, I've gone on some road trips with my dad. You know, usually around his birthday and and my birthday, and uh, went down to Dallas for his birthday this year, and uh, saw them win in overtime. So that was that was really cool. We're both uh, very sad, unfortunately, uh, Cowboys fans. So um, got to do the stadium tour for the first time and all that. So that was cool. Don't worry, um, this is their year. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> what, did the Eagles um, cease to exist? <laughs> if Sorry. all the other teams cease to exist. Um, but yeah, no, had never been down there before, so that was cool. I know that's not part of the on-ice part, but uh, really cool arena down there. Um, so it was cool to see uh, see them win on the road. I mean, they had, I had gone to see them in Boston, too, and they had lost, so that kind of stunk, but... Um, I think I remember that game in Dallas being uh, pretty close. Uh, was it an overtime game? Very, yeah. Um, it was Jesper Bratt in overtime. It was Bratt, yeah. Yep. Because I, I watched, I watched that game at Brad Pack's apartment. That's why I remember <laughs> that. Yep. That was awesome. Yeah, that was uh, yeah overtime winner. I had a couple drinks, so I had a little bit of fuzziness, you know, there remembering that part, but. Uh, Got to see Garrett down there too. Uh, tried Whataburger for the first time. Shout out Cluster Puck, Dia. She's a big uh, Water, Whataburger fan. So, yeah, that was cool. Tried so to that... get a uh, lady of the night while your father's staying in the room with you. <laughs> oh, God. I don't think, uh, no, that was not in the cards. You tried, though. I know you did because you were crowdsourcing it on Twitter. No, that would make you jealous. I know. You know, I can't make you jealous. It's not uh... nice. No, what you got to do. Uh... I had my bachelor party in Montreal back in 2019 and we had uh, 13 dudes split up between my car and then a, a large van. But one of my friends who shall re- uh, remain nameless probably because he had a girlfriend at the time. Um, the second we uh, crossed the border into Canada, he opened up Tinder and just swiped on 
every <laughs> every single person um that came across and i'm like what the fuck are you doing and he's like we're only here for three days i gotta have some options and he ended up disappearing for for like three hours one of the days he's like when's the dinner all right i'll see you there but anyway <laughs> so next time you go on a road trip you just gotta you know you just gotta swipe on the whole market and see what what uh, you know what? I haven't been single in 14 years. I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. So, um, <laughs> so would this also be your favorite off ice moment of the year? Your trip to Dallas, or you got something else? Huh. Um. No, I'd say I'd say my favorite off ice moment was definitely the Timo trade. Um, we had. I felt oh, like yeah. a lot of people have been kind of manifesting that for a good part of the season, maybe more. And uh, you know, sometimes you just got to try to will a guy to come here and it actually worked for us. Uh, so that was really, really cool. Um, I'm glad you said that. I hope fan. it works out better than the Goosehead one. <laughs> well, dude, yeah. I remember like spying on them through social media when they were on vacation in, in uh, Mexico during the All-Star break. And we're like, Timo's yep. at the same resort as all the Devils. They're definitely hanging <laughs> out. We were like sleuthing that one out. Yeah, I'm not as, uh, I'm not as maybe... Uh, analytical you know with that in that kind of sense so thankfully um, the term was able to sniff creepy. That out. Creepy, yeah, yeah well yeah stalkerish maybe i don't know um i'll let meg come up with the term for that but she was the one who uh kind of let me know about that because i would have never noticed that all right um let's keep rolling keep rolling uh team new goalie or are you going to run it back with uh schmidt and um vanacek you know i think it's um Maybe it's just like kind of like a culture shift or uh, just a, a mindset change. But for all those years of like not trusting the devil's front office, I think I've gotten to a spot where with all the great work and trades and upgrading the team and extending guys to very reasonable contracts, I think I'm just going to leave it in Fitz's hand. Um, I, I trust them to make the right move and, I'm glad I can say that because I didn't trust Lou for years. I didn't trust scouting for years. None of that, so him. it's nice. Yeah, I don't trust Lou still. But... I still don't uh, trust Yeah, him. I still don't trust Lou. Yeah. <laughs> so it's nice to be able to say that. I mean, if I had to pick, I'd probably say I'd go in for Hellebuck, but only as a rental as as of this moment. Um, well, if you're Fitz, you want to go in as a rental and then go through the whole process of hoping Jersey sells itself and then he takes in, you know, a cheaper deal to stay uh, for a couple of yeah. years, which I, you know what, I'm sure that's exactly what they're doing, honestly. Yep. Um, hmm. Okay. Well, you know, probably the most important question, if you were a bird, what bird would you be? You know, um, I actually don't have a specific type of bird, but I actually have a specific bird bird that exists in this universe. I, I think I'm going to go back to the Yankees game that I was at very recently. Uh, the red tail last hawk? Monday, the red tail hawk that, uh, that was on the top of the foul pole. That guy was the, uh, or girl, whatever it was, uh, was the star of the show. Um, landed there late in the game. Yankees came back, won the game and then switched foul poles, uh, before the fireworks show started, which was the first Yankees fireworks show ever. Uh, so, the the place is going crazy when it switched foul poles. So I would I would choose that bird uh, specifically so, that one. I'm a Red Sox fan, but that is that's testing my fandom. The fact that the Yankees are aligning with the birds, but I will say because you said guy or girl, they're the hawks are part of a group of birds where they look exactly the same, the males and the females. Because usually the males very colorful, the females a little less. But the right. only way to tell the difference is when they're sitting. One has a dick and one doesn't. 
that that well i mean you'd have to get really in there to find that but um when they're sitting next to each other typically in birds the females are a little bigger um okay so when it's just sitting there by itself on a falpole you have no idea which one is which um two more questions if you had to choose an all expense paid vacation to columbus ohio or winnipeg manitoba what are you choosing oh man um Let's ask Pierre-Luc Dubois and see what he thinks. Um, well, and have you been to either of these places? <laughs> I've been to Columbus very briefly. Um, it didn't, it wasn't the most happening place, but I will say it was pretty clean. Um, it seemed mm. like there was, I mean, I, like I said, I was only there very briefly, but um, with all the talk about Winnipeg and just seeing everyone not want to go there, I, th- I think uh, I'd probably have to side with Columbus, but. No matter um, what whichever. you thought of your time in Columbus, it's better, I will say, than <laughs> okay. Manitoba. Um, okay. Last question before we, we, re, you know, we cycle in and out some guests. What are two, your, he has an extra question. Yeah, he does. But uh, from our list of questions, what are your plans for summer? Anything you got coming up you're excited about? You know, nothing, uh, nothing too crazy. Um, going down to Florida for a couple of days with my dad next month which i will be seeing uh jerry the capybara again which i'll touch on in a second um and then actually in september i'm very excited um i've become a soccer fan the last couple years you know um so Messi is as some people may know is coming over from uh you know psg signed with inter miami so me and my cousin will be going to see uh Messi play um orlando city yeah very excited about that like I've kind of had like a running list of like some of the best of each sport I've wanted to see live. Like I've seen Tom Brady as much as I don't like him, um, you know, Brodor for all those years. So it'll be cool to add, you know, Messi to that list. Yeah. And that's awesome. You get to go because like me as a Red Bulls fan, you could go into games for like $3 now, but as soon as um, it was announced that Messi was going to Miami, every team in the league, whoever's playing Miami for the rest of the season, pulled those games off of Ticketmaster um, yep. because they just repriced them. And now it's like $300 to get into the building just because of Messi. And I'm not going to go into it uh, another time, but like just this is the kind of shit that turns MLS into a complete sideshow. Just picture yeah. <laughs> the Red Bulls hosting Miami and like 2,000 people are there to cheer on the Red Bulls and everyone else is just there to see Messi. It's just, a, it's an embarrassing shit show, but that's what yeah. MLS is. Um, I think, Ricky, uh, I, oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. You're still talking about uh, I was going to say, no, I got, I got really, really lucky because my, uh, my cousin lives down in Orlando. He kind of had like a connect and moved very quickly on it for the, um, for the tickets of the game. So, I mean, they like quadrupled after we bought them. So, uh, thankfully, you know, able to get in before, you know, tickets rose big time. But I will say, you know, him coming over and who he's bringing too. that's the other thing is, you know, you got Sergio Ramos potentially coming over and Sergio Busquets is already there, potentially Eden Hazard. So, I mean, you got multiple big names, um, you know, it's getting people who are, aren't interested in MLS. there at least watching. So maybe it'll help grow the sport. Eh, I mean, nope. No, just because like watch it only while they're there. Right. And the sport is is huge across the world. It's not the sport. That's the problem. It's the product. Yeah. The second Messi leaves Miami, whenever that is, all the fans that came in to see him are going to leave as well. It happened in in L.A. with uh, 
with Beckham. Now they're at the bottom of the league. Their games can't, they can't sell tickets. They want their ownership fire uh, to leave. Like it, it's just, I don't know. MLS is never going to get any better with the way they operate, but um, let's get one more question. And Ricky, you, you wanted to ask him something. Okay. You did. You said he had one more question. Oh, I thought you said he had one. You had one more question. Then you want me to ask him? No. All right, well, you since you're here, that. since you're here, we need one cappy fact. So go for it. Um. So I mean, I don't have one lined up per se, but I will take. Well, this, I only this gave moment. you enough time to you know prepare one. So you know, why would you have one lined up? Okay. Well, uh, too bad. Um. <laughs> all right. Fine. Here's my my cappy fact. I actually. Sponsored two of them, one at uh, Popcorn Park Zoo named Penelope and uh, one down at Cape May Zoo named Cappuccino. And, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty cool uh, just to have the opportunity to be able to sponsor these animals and, um, you, you know, that the money's going to the right place. Um, and, yeah, I just want to shout out, you know, all those AZA and ZAA accredited zoos out there, you know, taking care of the animals. Um, making sure that they're loved and, uh, you know, that's what it's all about. You got to get back. So I have a capybara yeah. fact that my daughter gave to me. Okay. Let's hear it. They can, they can sleep in water. Yes. For up to five minutes at a time. Well, they also, yes, underwater, but they can sleep. They will often fall asleep in the water and just keep their nose above the water while they sleep. Yeah. That's also true. That's yeah, they're interesting cool. little fellas. <laughs> well, uh, True. Thanks for coming to hang out with us. We're gonna get you out of here just because we got five people waiting. It's exciting. Um, but it's my pleasure. You, Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, thanks, we'll talk to you soon. And and hopefully those capybaras put that money in the right place. Don't blow it all on cocaine and hookers. Who's coming in next? We have John Fisher coming in next. J.K. Fisher on Twitter. Let's see. You brought him in, but his mic's muted. John. Now it's not. There he is. <laughs> how you doing? Sir? I know. What's going how, on, I learn how things work eventually. How yeah. I am doing okay. Are you doing well on this not so humid day? And I'm I'm doing well, but what's with the okay nonsense? Are you, anything you want to talk about? You all right there, buddy? <laughs> oh, I'm okay. You know, I don't want to be too high. Don't want to be too low. You want to keep it measured. You want to be, keep within expectations. You don't want to assume that you're going to win. I don't know, 52 games, you know, season over season. I mean, that's a hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to repeat. It's a hard thing to um, demand that is the new normal, you know? That's kind of tough, yeah. They just had the best season in team history, and we're expecting them to be even better next year. I, I, don't, I don't know how that's going to go. but Yeah, exactly. It's going to be a good season. It's not going to be franchise history-making seasons, you know? Uh, as much as I would love to see another 13-game heater, as much as I would le- like to see Canada nearly swept again, as much as I would like to see Dogs and Mercer uh, command and demand an $8 million uh, cap hit next with his next contract with another heater of his own, and those things are not going to happen. Well, except for the Mercer thing. That might happen, but that's so, a different dis- so discussion. So we're hoping next year is going to be like Game of Thrones Season 5, not the final season. Yeah, exactly. Whatever that means. I, I didn't watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> okay. Oh, you, you have no you have no idea what I dare to do. You didn't I don't want to know. I don't, I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I don't know, hopefully you saw the topics we were just going over with everybody. Uh so we'll just jump right into them. Uh what is your favorite on ice moment this year? Well, as much 
The correct answer is Game 7, because I attended this game, and I was incredibly cathartic, yelling at all those lousy fans from across the river, those afraid of the rainbow over in Manhattan, the supposed lovers of Jimmy D and the straight shot. It was great to see them walk away, and they couldn't say anything. They could say nothing. They could say nothing about how the game went. They could say nothing about... You know, the rivalry, they couldn't say anything more that you didn't already see from Vladimir Tarasenko's completely invisible performance. That is partially the reason why he's still not signed yet. Um, that has to be the best on ice moment. It's the, it's, it's the cherry on top of the Sunday that was this season. It can't, you can't do it better than Game 7 over your most hated rivals in a 4 nothing shutout by a guy who got thrown off his WHL team after one appearance. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, it's funny you bring that up, but I just thought of that now. Um, the atmosphere was crazy for those oh, yeah. games, but I feel like the, the hatred between the fan bases never really got to express itself because all no. of the games in New Jersey were blowouts in either mm-hmm. direction. So like I was worried going into game five, uh, we were sitting about around a bunch of Ranger fans. I was like, we're going to get in a fight. And it just never happened because games one and two were blowouts for them. So Devils fans didn't do anything. Games four and or five and seven were blowouts for us. I mean, the only thing I saw was when that one Devils fan got Jason Bourne and choked out. Um, but it seemed like he deserved it because he knocked the guy's phone out of his hand. And you just don't yeah. do that. You know, yeah. it's just mean. It's mean. I, uh, I find that hockey crowds tend to behave themselves unless they get a little too wasted. So, you know, I think if you're spending $500 to go to a playoff game, you're probably going to be a little bit measured in terms of, you know, how you're going to enjoy the game, you know? And the ticket prices were so that the sweatpants... Uh, Untied Timberland boots crowd stayed in Staten Island where they belong. Uh, I'm sure some of them were there. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. sure some of them were there. They had a car debt for this game. Yeah, <laughs> and they went Nicholas. home gloriously unhappy. Miserable. As, Ange- As Andrew has said many times, the uh, the knockoff Nikolai Zhirdev jersey in the... Uh... <laughs> you have sweatpants, Timberland boots. <laughs> he probably still reads Hockey Bird every day. Trim strap facial hair. <clears throat> So uh, we'll move to the second question, which would be, what would your favorite off-ice moment this year be? There's a lot of great off-ice moments. You know, I mean, when you think about it, a lot of good things happened to the Devils in this past season. And honestly, the best off-ice moment by far was the, was, was the, the departure of Mackenzie Blackwood. And I, don't oh, just mean, okay. and I don't just mean the trade. I'm talking about the decision in the playoffs to not dress Mackenzie Blackwood. It was game 82 after that game. You remember how that one went in D.C.? Yes, Luke Hughes was the hero. We forgot that Blackwood crapped his pants in that game. Devil's management correctly said, we can't trust him. He's done. After years and years and years of me being told and you being told and you hoping and I'm hoping that he figures it out. Management finally came to that decision on the night in mid-April when the game started to get real. They said, this man cannot be trusted. That's the yeah, best I mean, think about it, If you think about it, like him shitting the bed in that game is like almost franchise defining for the Devils. Like, oh, yeah. you know, they would have tried to jam him into the lineup. They tried. Vanacek, yeah, Vanacek played, played poorly. He would have got lit up by the Rangers. They might lose that series 4 nothing if he plays. Exactly. And so that's why the decision wasn't just going to go to Schmied. It was also the fact he was never dressed. They, Devil's management. I want to believe this was Fitzgerald. Maybe it was McKinnon. Maybe it was Madigan. Maybe it was somebody else. Maybe it was Brodor himself. Said, Lindy, you cannot have this option. 
you will not have this option. This option is just not going to be available. He is Dunyan Rings if he was a food. I, I don't oh. know any more food puns, but he's Dunyan Rings. And we I've knew never this. heard that one before. Yeah, he, he was totally Dunyan Wings. Salted and sent away to San Jose for a six-round pick that somehow be, got better than the Kevin Hayes return. I see. I see. Okay, well, I, I'm actually surprised you brought that up because um, it was so recent, but I kind of agree with you. Everybody sort of wanted him gone. But. Exactly. Yeah, I, it's, I hadn't even thought of that. That's actually a really good answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, are you in favor of running it back with Vanacek and Schmidt, or are you looking to upgrade a goalie? I'm currently of the opinion of not a new goaltender for two reasons. Both of them are related to, well, actually, no, the first reason is related to perception. Look, I get it. The Devils don't have a brand name goaltender. You know who just won the Stanley Cup? Aiden Hill. Is he a brand name goaltender? No, he is not. The prior goaltender that won the Stanley Cup before him was Philip Grubauer. Absolutely not a brand name goaltender. And yeah, the guy before those two was Andre Vasilevsky, but he's in a category of his own. The, the reality here is that in hockey, as chaotic as it is, you just need your goaltender to provide you a decent performance here. And to tell the, send the message to say, oh, Schmidt, you got to go down to the HL, you got to play 40 games there or 50 games or 60 games before we think you're a real goaltender in the contract year of his entry-level contract, no less. You're sending the message that, hey, you may have saved our butts in the playoffs. You may have become a playoff hero in New Jersey. And yeah, you totally outperformed Blackwood so badly that we sent him away for a sixth not good enough. You got to go back down to Utica. What's the message you just told the Utica Comets that you can be great and you still won't get a spot? That's not good for well, business. I mean, it's a, depending on whether or not you believe Frank Frank Saravalli or not, because you know he well, hasn't true. exactly yeah. been a bastion of of a good good source of news lately. But he did this say today that the Devils are they want him in the AHL the whole season. So I don't know what that means for. And like Andrew said, if you make a trade for Hellebuck. Vanacek's got to go the other way to make the money work. So who's mm-hmm. your backup then? Exactly, but Elgren, I guess at this point, no. Call, yeah. call, call, you do not want Cochran as your number two guy. Number your your number three guy, fine. But Toronto fans will tell you you don't want him as your number two. I don't and believe anything Toronto fans say. They're, they're actually <laughs> probably. <laughs> I looked at the save percentages. You really don't want Cochran. You might as well just get Blackwood back at that point. Maybe we could get Gillies back. I'm sure he's available. No. No, well, he is available, but there's a reason for that. But number two, and you, I'm glad you brought this up, is the money. Let me ask you this question. Connor Hellebuck, he, his cap hit is, what, 6.1 next season? Yeah. And he wants, he wants Andre Vasilevsky money, but thanks to Ilya Sorokin and Lou Lamorello, he's not getting Andre Vasilevsky money because a better goaltender got less than him. So well, let's, say, let's, let's assume, for the sake of argument, that Hellebuck does get $9 million, okay? That, that's around Vasilevsky money, right? $9 million? He's yeah. not getting that from New Jersey, I can tell you. That no, right no, he's not going to get it from a lot of people, but that's beside well, the point. I'm, I'm, honestly, the point. I think that's his stay. I've, I've said this since the beginning uh, when I saw that. I think that $9.5 million is his stay in Winnipeg money because, okay. yeah, I mean, you're telling me if he gets traded here and has the chance to win a cup, he's going to price himself out of this team and then have to go somewhere else? I, I think... And, mm, I don't know. and look what just happened with Timo and Brat. I mean, Brat just got the same contract uh, mm-hmm. for, uh, twice the length of to bring it and brad outscored him last season brad's yep. younger so yep. guys are now starting to take less money to stay here and i think hellebuck would do that too well okay but the point i'm trying to make here is that he ain't going to be cheap okay like if he's making 6.1 million on average now he's not going to take less than that like that's that's almost oh, he could take well, seven and a half and eight okay but the point i'm trying to make here is that is he going to give you 
four and a half million dollars better in goaltending. I don't know. I, and the, you know the what? Fact, the fact that we say I don't know is enough oh, for no, me to I say mean, I'm close to the sun here. Well, you know. I said this. I said this last week. Me and Andrew were talking about this, and I don't think we have a goalie right now that has a. We definitely don't have a goalie right now that has a proven track record of being able to go out and steal a big game for you. Schmid just did it. Well, so I'm, yeah, yes, <laughs> until he did it. Until, he, until didn't. he did it. Until he yeah. shit the bed. Right. So you have Hellebuck, who's done it year after year. I don't know. Winnipeg hasn't done anything. <laughs> well. Right, but he's still look at his numbers. Even in a, in a not great team, he's still playing well. Right. Uh, I'm, and again, I'm not saying I want to necessarily. You know, the money would have to work. And and honestly, I'm on I'm on board with just getting him as a rental for this year right. and letting Schmid play in in Utica this year, and then letting Schmid take over next year and figure out your backup. Like right. they don't have to re-sign him. I guess it depends on the package of what they'd have to give up. But yeah. unless they're giving up you know, something crazy to get him, which I don't think it's going to take. I think fans always overestimate, you know, what it's going to take to trade for people. Like, look, look at the Especially deal, for example. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. A guy that wants so, out isn't going to command that much. Right. So if, if you're telling me it's a basically, you know, if they trade Vanacek, it's like a $2.7 million ad for this year to have a goalie that, you know, can do it, can handle right. the load of being a number one and can steal you a game and then next year you figure it out. The cap goes up. You never know what happens. The Maybe Schmidt doesn't up. play well. Yeah, the cap Maybe, goes yeah. up. You also have two and a half million dollars of dead cap space coming off the books with Quokin and Schneider and the and the Kovalchuk penalty after next season. So that's money that's not even committed to other players right now that could go right. towards Hellebuck. So if you figure the six point one he's making now plus that two and a half, that's eight and a half million dollars that could go to him without even uh, using the money that's coming in the cap going up. So it's very doable. Yeah. yeah, it's I feel like if this if we're having this conversation next year, when you know this cap does go up, that would be a lot easier to swallow. Um, I'm you raise a good point with the trade. You're right um, that if the trade if, if Winnipeg just says, look, give me Vanacek and a pick or Vanacek and like Graham Clark or something like a B level prospect. Yeah, at that point, you might as well say, well, as you said, bite the bullet and uh, go for it. I just fear that Tom Fitzgerald has done so much good business this, this summer that he's almost, in a sense, like you don't want to fly too close to the sun and like cap yourself out with this crew. Because don't get me wrong, he's he's made the right commitments at the right amount of money. But you look at Cap Friendly, this team, the team that you're seeing now is pretty much the team for the next four years at minimum. And that's fine because it's a good team. Um I just don't want to blow it up and, and risk losing a Dawson Mercer or a Luke Hughes or a Simon Nemich or someone else in the future because you got to get Hellebuck now. But again, things can change. Cap goes up. Not not as big of a deal. Then fine. But if you're asking me, the going back to the original question, am I totally in favor of it? No. I think Vanacek and Schmid are acceptable, and you really just need someone to get hot. And proven track records in the playoffs are kind of a hit and miss thing. Vasilevsky had a terrible playoff this year. And he's a guy with three Stanley Cups. You know, Hellebuck had a bad first round against Las Vegas, but everybody had a bad playoff round against Las Vegas this year. So, right. <laughs> you know, again, it goes back to my other point is, is it really worth the extra money and the extra effort to get a name like a Hellebuck or even a Juice Soros? And, well, I don't want to say the other guy's name because I don't think he's a good guy at all. Uh, you know who I'm talking about. He has a four-year... 
Nope. Oh, we're talking about <laughs> I'm going to throw a shoe at you somehow. <laughs> no, not James Reimer. Think of another guy who plays in California. Gibson, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, we know exactly. you're talking about Gibson, right? Yeah, yeah we're, not, we're not doing that. No, we're not. We're not no, this is a bad contract. Don't listen to Tyler Bozinski. He He's not that great. Well, we're going to have him uh, give us his opinion in later. I think yeah, he'll, 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 he'll sell um, you on Gibson. No, I'm not doing it for him. <laughs> let's, uh, we can't spend 20 minutes on goaltending with everybody, so let's keep going. Yeah, keep it moving. If you saw this question, hopefully you have something in mind. If not, we can move past it. If you were a bird, what bird would you be? If you don't know, Andrew's a big bird person. Well, I am not a big bird. Big bird. Per, oh, goodness gracious, I cannot speak. I might as well be a snuffleupagus with this uh, type of speaking. But more importantly, if I were a bird, I would have to be an eagle because I'm originally from Edison. I grew up in the southern part of Edison. I didn't go to J.P. Stevens. So therefore, I am an eagle. What's the other high school there? Edison High School. Oh, regular. Okay. I always think of J.P. Stevens or the JFK, but that's Islam. Um, no, 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 no. At least he didn't yeah. say St. Joe's. They're, they're, they're the prep school. No, my, my cousin went there, and mm -hmm. uh, I actually, uh, when I was younger, uh, I was in a metal band, and they used to have a, a charity concert at St. Joe's every year, so I played the gymnasium, <laughs> did metal, had metal uh, music in the St. Joe's gymnasium for a couple of years. Um, yeah. Two questions. One, mm -hmm. uh, if you had to choose uh, an all-expense-paid vacation to Columbus, Ohio, or Winnipeg, Manitoba, what are you choosing? Am I taking this vacation now, or am I taking this vacation in the winter? That's a good point. So Columbus is also very cold in the winter, but it ain't no yeah. Winnipeg. So no. um, <clears throat> I, I would think just the city, whenever you want. Okay. I'm going to presume it's going to be right now. Like, you know, summertime, because yeah. as you said, who wants to be in either place during the winter? It's, it's, you know, bitter. Um, I would honestly pick Columbus because, you know, this reminds me of an old devil's game where Doc and this is how old it was. Doc and Chico were on MSG plus and Doc was talking about some place outside of Winnipeg and all Chico, because he has that, you know, Canadian prairie niceness. He couldn't say anything bad, but he just paused and went, well, that place over there, Doc's, well, it's got a lake. You can do some outdoorsy stuff outside of Winnipeg, but the larger point he was trying to make is that outside of Winnipeg, there's like nothing to do unless you're a big outdoors person. And I am not. So well, I would not. go to Columbus yeah. where I at least have more options and more things to do and more roads to go around because apparently Winnipeg is literally just, here's a city with an airport and then nothing. Yeah. It's, a two, it's another two hours to Portage La Prairie, another two hours to Brandon, Manitoba, go Wheat Kings. Mm -hmm. Uh, Winnipeg sucks. And even if you, you skip the winter and you go in the summer, it's still 95 degrees. They have massive mosquito problems and all the rivers yeah. overflow when, the, when the, whatever. Um, I can get question. mosquitoes here in New Jersey. Yeah, exactly. Don't, <laughs> exactly. don't go to Manitoba. Last question. Then we got to kick you the hell out of here. Um, your plans for the rest of the summer. Do you have anything else that you're excited about? Well, in addition to continuing work at All About the Jersey, where we're going to do our top 25 devils under the age of 25, uh, starting in August, that all of you, the people who matter, can vote on in the beginning of August. Um, in addition to continuing work on the site, I'm going to go to the Basketball Hall of Fame tomorrow. I'm going to have all sorts of other plans and probably continue to enjoy my four-year-old son coming up with new ways to uh, uh, impress me. Um, his big thing is now just pointing at me, yelling arrow, and then... Uh, he wants me to tickle him. He's a four-year-old. <laughs> it's, it's how it works. I assure you, it doesn't sound thrilling, but I, I assure you, if you, it, it kind of reminds you of the joy of being a parent. It's like, okay, this is fun. He just wants to be tickled, and he just wants to yell, bro, like, you know, the old strong, bad email uh, guy. 
Yeah, well, it's when they're 18 and still want to tickle you that you got to start to get a little worried. Yeah, um, I'm sure that at that point we're going to have a call. We're going to have a talk, you know, a heart to heart, a convo and say, yeah. look, it's great that you're not a Rangers fan, but the tickling's got to stop. OK, you know, <laughs> exactly. you, you got to get it. Also get a job. <laughs> Well, buddy, thanks for coming. Uh, it was good mm-hmm. to talk to you. And we're and thanks, John. you know, next season we're going to do the same shit. We're going to have fans on every week, so we got to make sure we get you back on. Yep, if I'm available, I'll try my best to get there. You make yourself available for us, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Four-year-olds always win, man. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right, take care. Take right, care, bye. buddy. Who we got next? We got Woody. Woody, what's up, Woody? What's up, fellas? How we doing? So, what's your? It's just so everybody knows. What's your Twitter name? Uh, it's Tim Wood. W U U D. Tim Wood. Excellent. Um, yeah. What are you doing on this fine uh, Monday evening? I should watch the Home Run Derby. I'm about to, I guess. Um, oh shit! That's that's tonight. God, yeah. I, I'm a Yankee fan, and they just are so ass that I just haven't had really any desire to watch baseball. And I guess Mets fans are the same same boat, where I just don't <laughs> oh. even know what's going on right now. Mets I'm the same boat with the Yankees. Yeah. yeah. yeah Mets, Mets, Mets are yeah. in this boat forever. Mets fans are in one right now. It's pretty funny. Fair, you know, you know, fr- you know, uh, Frank the Tank from Barcel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How he's alive, I have I, no I, idea. Yeah. <laughs> I, he's, it's going to be a sad day when he does. But, Dude, um, Mets, Mets fans do this to themselves. I'm, I'm a Red Sox fan, and I, you know, whatever. Uh, I don't have any room <laughs> to complain <laughs> anymore. We've won enough. But um, Mets fans, since I'm 35 years old, my entire life, Mets fans are just this year oh we're gonna be good we're good for two months and then all of a sudden it just all comes crashing down and then why are they surprised <laughs> it's, it's so true um well you know they get the new owner and how you spend all this money and it's just like i don't know we suck again and it's just like uh, what are you gonna expect but uncle yeah, stevie's yeah. got to open that checkbook <laughs> yeah. he uh, op- but- unfortunately for them he did open it and they're still <laughs> shit in the bed <laughs> yeah, right. they have the highest payroll in baseball and they stink by a lot like it's, it's not even close but the Yankees are fucking trash right now, too. Yeah, they're unwatchable. Um, yeah, I, and I feel like in the same way. I don't know if it's just coming out of the devil season of like being so high. And like, I'm trying to watch baseball, and baseball just is unwatchable right now, just in general. Like, yep. this is the first baseball thing. I'm in the fantasy baseball league, and I'm in dead last, and my team is trash, and I do not care. I just don't care. <laughs> It's kind of the same thing which has happened with me and the Red Bulls. Like, I'm a very passionate Red Bulls fan. And then all of a sudden, they took a hard nosedive at the same time the Devils did the opposite. And I am not even paying for Apple TV's uh, MLS package to watch the Red Bulls. I just could not care less. I'm just, like, going to ride this Devils high for for as long as possible. Oh, yeah. Um, Like, like, yes, like what I'm doing for the summer. I'm just going to sit in the dark and, like, stare at the wall until October. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Well, that, <laughs> takes, that takes care of question number six. All right. Yeah, well, let's go back to question number one, uh, going back to the Devils. What was your favorite on-ice moment from this year? Yeah, I mean, I, I was going to cheat a little bit because I had two, one at the beginning of the season, one at the end. That Brack goal against Edmonton. Oh, that, thank you. That was, Finally. That was that mine. Was like, no one's asked me, but that was mine. Like that little face-off play where Marino like try to, tries to like shake him off the boards and Brack just cuts back. And it's like eight seconds after they just scored. That was the moment where I was like, like, holy shit, these guys might actually be something right now. Well, they scored, like, three goals in, like, three minutes. They were yeah, down yeah, three, right? Yeah, three yeah, nothing, yeah. I, I think it was, like, 3-1 one or 2-0, one or something like that. But, yeah, something like whatever. That was but, one uh, of but, the things that uh, that made me realize that I have to be on vacation for the Devils to do things because I watched that game on a laptop in the Virgin Islands 
um, barely getting Wi-Fi, having to reset the <laughs> yeah. And then the um, the season finale that John, our last guest, talked about. Um, I watched that game at a jerk chicken shack in Turks and Caicos. Um, <laughs> that this dude had like a um, a jailbroken fire stick and found the game for me, and that was that was awesome. That so, is. I, that's an impressively aggressive fandom right there. Like, yeah, those, those, you know, like every time I've been down to the Caribbean, like I always go to a resort and I'm like sitting in the lobby because it's the only place you can get like any sort of decent Wi Fi. And, you know, and then I get my cell phone bill later and I'm like, oh shit, I just paid data service for that. Yeah, I'm not a resort guy. Uh, I got to explore. Um, I'm probably going to get murdered somewhere in Mexico, but it's <laughs> fine. It's fine. Uh, your other uh, on ice moment of the year, what, what do you think? Uh, that, was, that was Luke's goal at the, the last game oh, of the season. That was, uh, and that was just so cool. Like, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you got the, you know, Jack got the assist on it and just like you know, that smooth little move where he put, you know, Ovi in his back pocket. Like, it's just, that was just so cool to see, you know, I mean, this kid's going to be just unbelievable. I and mean, we got to give him some, some rope to learn for next season because he did kind of make some mistakes, but like that goal is just so cool to happen. This is just the whole way, you know, the whole storybook way it happened. And for like that to set the devil's record for wins and everything like that, it was just, it was just really cool. I agree. Um, next question. Favorite off-ice moment of the year? <laughs> it's got to be just every interview with Jack. Like, this kid is just a quote <laughs> machine. It's just it, it, everything he says is so, like, hockey bro speak. You know, he's like, oh, I lost my jib. You know, he's like, I'm going to have some Gato and chill. It's just like, it just kills me. Like, I played when I was a kid, but, like, he's just, like, I spoke nothing like this kid. It's like a whole different language, but it's so goddamn funny. Like, yeah, I, I, I can't stand it. I can't fucking butcher gross with this, like trying to be cool, like lingo and yeah, you know, you're like chicklets. sixty, buddy. That's like the- spitting <laughs> chicklets and shit. It's just like, oh my god! It's like, I, what are you even saying? Like, I don't understand it's, what you're saying, and it makes me feel so old. I think it's two different things. Like when Jack, he's 21, he's doing it. I think that's cool. But like watching butcher gross and like you know a velvet you know turtleneck trying to do it, you're like, come on, buddy. Like <laughs> you know, stick to chicken parm, and you'll be all right. But you know, so, I, I, uh, yeah, I, I can't. I'm not a. It's not a secret. I'm not a Butcher Girls fan at all. ESPN, just in general, has just absolutely butchered the hockey product with that. You know, they they bought it to. I, I work in the advertising and media industry, so like, I, I know they bought it to basically have a, a big property to prop up on ESPN Plus. But what they've done with it is just absolutely trashed it. Like TNT's. Leaps and bounds, I think, better production wise and everything wise. And like, I like spitting chiclets. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not gonna really like put my, you know, foot in the sand any which way or another. It's wild, you know, it's a little bit entertaining, but I, I can see what you mean. They can be a little annoying, particularly. No, I don't, dead. I don't mind it. I just can't stand the lingo they all use. It's fucking annoying. I hate it. <laughs> like, oh man, I gotta go back to my hockey dictionary again. Yeah, I was like, I'm so old. I don't even care what it means. Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, like I'm I'm 45, so I'm like right in the middle of you guys. Like I'm trying to hold on to my youth every time I go down to – I live in New York. Every time I go down to Chelsea Pierce to play in men's league, you know, like, yeah, you know, my head's like, hey, let's go over to the corner. My feet are just like, what are you talking about? We're not doing that shit. Like, <laughs> so uh, next question, are you team we need a new goalie or team let's stick with what we got and run it? Um, I think – if they can make it work and get one of these guys, I don't think Gibson's the answer. I think that's a lateral move. If if they can pull off Hellebuck or Soros, I, I'm in for that. If it doesn't really affect it too much in the future, you know, it's it's a hard conversation. You know, I think they could run it back just as easily with with Vanacek and and Schmid, 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 Schmid. Um, but, the uh, 
Yeah, yeah, the torpedo. You know why they call them that, probably, right? But um, large Johnson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine the rope on that guy. But um, hmm. um, I don't want. The, I, I think the two of them with more of a yeah. No, thank you. Um, I think the two of them with more of a balanced rotation. Like Zanetek obviously got burned out. I think. And I think Schmidt looks like the real deal, and you give him some more work. And if he's not, then at the at the deadline, Hellebuck's probably still going to be there at the deadline. Like they, you know, there's there's no money floating around the league right now. You know, you look at guys like Tarasenko are just sitting out there, like, where's my five million dollars? Nobody has it. So I I think we could run it back with those two, but I wouldn't object to. Uh, so I didn't answer your question at all. I, I definitely took like an absolute pussy way out of that one. <laughs> I honestly expect that from everybody because I think everybody yeah. would be happy to run it back, but also everybody would take an all-star goalie. That's why we're asking because it's a pretty open-ended question. Yeah, yeah. Like, look, if it works, like, fucking do it, man. You know, Tommy Fleece Gerald just got to you know zip up that that fleece vest, and you know he was buttering up you know the guys in Nashville, so maybe it's Soros. Uh, Soros is the guy, but you know he's he's small and like. It, his goaltending is based on athleticism. So how much, how, how much longer is he going to last doing that type of stuff? Um, but you know, Hellebuck's, Hellebuck's awesome, but God, you know, when we get to that, <laughs> to that next question, I wouldn't want to set foot in fucking Winnipeg. Like, no, thanks. Like I just have absolutely <laughs> zero interest to go to that place. It's probably nice for what, like a week during the summer. And then I don't even get- think then an hour, maybe <laughs> nah, May is the only acceptable time of year to be there. And then you just get, yeah, and you probably just get shredded by mosquitoes. And like, you go to like the one bar downtown that, like, you know, there's oh, the toad in the hole. (laughs) I've been there. (laughs) I've I've never set foot there and I have no no plans to. I've uh, eaten at the keg, which the keg, which is a chain steakhouse, which is the city's finest restaurant. Um, (laughs) whatever, uh, British restaurant, Indian Applebee's. Yeah, which, which whichever British restaurant it was on the bottom floor of the Delta by Marriott that I, I stayed at, I had decent butter chicken there. But otherwise, there's nothing. There's nothing. Yeah, I can imagine. Columbus is actually kind of like a. I've been there once. Uh, one of my buddies in college was uh, was from that area, and we went out there, and I had a hell of a time. But you know, I wouldn't live there. Yeah, um, but, oh, but it's you kind skipped, of you skipped over a very important question. <laughs> you took. You took the pussy way out on the goalie question, but we need to know, right, right. if you were a bird, what bird would you be? Well, I had a joke planned, but I don't know if it'll land. But like I was going to say, everybody knows birds don't exist. Oh, they're, they're robots. Not, they're not real. Yeah, they're, they're CIA plants. They're surveillance, surveillance drones. <laughs> well, um, they're not out at night. They're recharging their batteries. But no, I, you know, I, I, I'd probably be a seagull. It's kind of how I use Twitter. I just you know swoop in shit on something and swoop out. Do you know that seagulls are yeah, a right. real thing? It's a very it's like calling a Q tip a Q tip. It's actually a cotton swab. Uh seagull <laughs> is a general term. There's like a hundred different kinds of gulls. And the ones you're thinking of are herring gulls, by the way. Look at that. You learn something new every day. There I didn't know that. I didn't I'm know just, that. I'm here to I'm here to teach. Well, one of my two secret chains is that as a Jersey kid, I never went to the Jersey Shore. Um my my family had a house in Delaware, so we went to the beach down there and supposed to the Jersey Shore. So I've never set foot on the Jersey Shore. Did you go to Rehoboth? Uh, 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 beach just south of that, right near Bethany. So you're married to a woman. <laughs> that is correct. Well, I was, <laughs> I was, but she didn't like some of my habits. Um, yeah, it happens. Yeah, yeah, whatever. That was her. a very, very deep Rehoboth Beach joke. That yeah, I hope no, no, no one, it's, it's, I hope no one else gets. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I, I'm picking up. I'm picking up on what you're, what you're laying down there. Um, it's so, uh, it's hey, but you know, it's a fun area. It's a lot of a lot of energy. So you 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 answered the last question by saying you were going to sit in a dark room until uh, the the hockey season starts. But 
do you actually have any other plans or is that actually no, 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 no i'm not doing that like i uh like i you know i i own a house down in delaware now the one that i went to as a kid is now mine so I, i'm gonna go down there with my kids and my dog and other than that um uh if you'd like this i, I do actually go hiking off in the woods a lot in the morning oh, uh, yeah my uh, my dog and i were trying to get back to our bikini bodies so like i need to need to shed some pounds get a little fat over covid uh, well, I so, think that happened to a lot of people. Yeah, so, so you know, I found some nice hiking trails by me. So we go, we'll get lost in the woods for a couple hours in the morning. It's pretty nice. Excellent, that's awesome. Well, you know what? Hit me up on uh, Twitter and let's talk about where you're hiking and yeah, share some I, ideas. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I live in Riverdale in the Bronx, so it's like you're hiking in the Bronx. Cool. Yeah, cool. yeah, I know, right? There are trails here. I mean, there's like a homeless dude who's showing you his dick every now and then. But yeah, what's going on? Dunhill Road. <laughs> Uh, uh for no to the uh to the west so it's, it's on the other side a, of it van Gorland I, I had a homeless guy show me my wife and my 10 year old kid his dick right in front of msg walking into the fucking arena so uh, i saw a homeless saw guy's dick on on eighth avenue two months ago <laughs> my uh, so my, so my, uh my office is two blocks from msg so that was one of the things like if the rangers won game seven like that was i've never been more anxiety riddled than that because if they won that game like i was just gonna fucking quit my job like I would not be able to walk in and see all these fucking casual Ranger fans just like, oh, double suck. It's like get the fuck out of here. It's like you started following like two months ago. Yeah, yeah. Um. um so anyway, thanks for coming, right, well, dude. Uh, we got to keep on. this rolling. Yeah, we got. Yeah, yeah no, no, it was fun. It was fun. It was good talking to you guys. I'm, I'm a relatively new fan, but like I said, I've been uh, walking around in the woods and listening to old podcasts and all your terrible old takes. So. Um, Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, man. Thank you. All right, guys. Take care. See ya. Oh, shit. May, M, sorry, I almost said her name. I don't want to dox her again. M uh, bullied her way into being up next, and she still has her mic muted. Yeah, I, I accidentally said her name on Twitter uh, about a month ago. She didn't yell at me for it, so I'm just going to let that go. Almost, I almost doxed her. So sorry. Hey, guys. How are you? <laughs> it's wonderful. How are you doing? I'm good. I figured out how to work the microphone situation. So, and I got AirPods in, so now I can actually hear everybody. So I'm doing good. And I didn't even do because most people on Twitter already know my name by now, but still going to go by. Yeah, we'll go by him in here. Um, And you said you got dinner in 26 minutes. What are you having for dinner? I'm not sure. There's this like a place near me called margaritas it's a mexican restaurant i've been wanting to go there but i feel like my suggestion is getting shot down um so, so I guess not mariachi no mariachi i don't like the parking situation it makes me nervous one. exactly yeah <laughs> um so you have in your town a mariachi and a margarita competing mexican restaurants <laughs> yeah i mean margaritas is technically in Metuchen. Oh fuck. Oh, I was sorry. just gonna say I, no, so not only are we doxing her name, we're just giving out where she lives now too. She did that. I didn't do it. <laughs> and guess what, Meg? Too. This this pod, podcast is like three and a half hours long. I'm not editing it. Sorry, you fucked up. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Enough about me. <laughs> All right, enough about you. Your favorite on ice moment of the year. Um Okay, so I was trying to figure out which goal it was. Doesn't really matter when the Devils played Columbus at the beginning of the season and absolutely destroyed them. John Marino scored a goal. Can't remember if it was the fifth goal or the sixth goal, but it was one of those. 
And he was so surprised that it went in. And the only reason he took the shot was because there was absolutely nobody around him and nobody in his way. And then he looked so happy. So definitely one of my favorite on ice moments of the year. Makes sense. How about your favorite off ice moment, which is probably a better question for you. Um, I thought about this one for a while and I couldn't think of anything. I could have said like any Jack Hughes interview because those were all very memeable. That's everyone's and answer. Memorable. Memorable. Yeah. So far yeah. it's everyone's answer I, except for uh, John. I knew, I knew that it was going to be everybody's answer. So I was trying to uh, find something different. So I'm going to go with uh, all-star weekend. Everybody went on vacation and just yes. happened to randomly run into Timo Meyer overseas and hang out with him over all-star break before he was traded to the devils. Uh, biggest coincidence of all time. Um, not, yeah, but a very good off ice. <laughs> yeah, very good off ice moment. And it was even made funnier when Jonas was getting interviewed in the locker room. And he said that he saw Timo over all-star break. And then he caught himself and was like, oh, we didn't even plan it. We just ran into each other. Like, okay, nobody, nobody believes that, but okay. Um, how about the goalie situation? You want to run it back with uh, Vanacek and Schmidt? Are you team Hellebuck, Saros, Gibson? What are your thoughts? So I feel like if we're going to go for a goalie, um, it has to be a goalie that doesn't want term. I'm sorry, getting hella booked for eight years would be a gigantic mistake, but I'm down to get a goalie like that for like three years, maybe. Um, but if we do get another goalie, I have a sneaking suspicion that Vanacek will be going the other way. Um, so either way, I think Schmid stays. I did see, um, I forget who it was that said it. Was, it. it was Some- Frank Saravalli. Yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That Schmidt yep. should get as many starts as possible in the AHL. I thought that was bullshit. Um, but, I mean, if we're somehow able to get a rental goalie like Soros and keep Vanacek, I guess it makes sense to let him keep going in the AHL. And, you know, he'll still get some NHL reps in. So, and that's, I could that's go part of like, That's part of what Andrew said earlier, and I hadn't even thought of it, and I don't think Andrew did until he just said it earlier, where we all just have Vanacek in this trade for a goalie to make the money work, but if it's true they want Schmid in the in the AHL all season, who the hell's your backup? Like we all just kind of assume Schmid would be the backup, but according to you know Saravali, if he's you know if it's true or not, then who's gonna back up if Vanacek is going the other way in the trade? Well that makes me uh happy to parlay this with with Meg because she watches a lot of Toronto Maple Leafs games. Do you think <laughs> Shelgren could fit that role or is he more of a Utica guy? Uh he's definitely not a devil's guy. Um <laughs> so uh but um yeah I don't know. It's I don't want Schmidt in the HL but I mean I'm not the GM but also how reliable really is Frank Saravelli. I mean do where where is he even getting that from or was it just opinion and then everybody on Twitter is gonna take it as fact and run with it, you know? Yeah, I right. mean, he's he's looked 50 years old since he's been 15, and I don't trust him. So, <laughs> um, so frankly, that, I don't trust anybody with that quality. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> so now, I mean, the mo- probably the most important question of the night, and you and I talk about this every once in a while. If you were a bird, what bird would you be? What was that bird that you were showing me pictures of, uh, like last week or the week before? 
That really huge one that was like hanging out on the river that you were taking pictures of. Oh, the great blue heron. That one. I couldn't remember the name, so so I I knew I was gonna have to ask you the name, but I had the picture of the bird in my head. Um, Reasoning it, I don't know. I just liked it. Also, I don't know that much about birds. So that's they're, pretty, why I chose it. they're pretty cool looking and they're the kind of hunters that the food comes to them. They have very, very, very thin legs. So they just stand very still in the water. And as a fish goes by, uses its gigantic beak and just attacks it in like a split second. Um, that literally sounds just like me. So there you go. Absolutely. That's on Twitter. Yep. <laughs> She's the great, the great blue heron of Twitter. Um, now, two more questions. Here's a big one. If you had to choose between an all-expense-paid vacation uh, in Columbus or Winnipeg, where would you go? I didn't even have to think twice about this. I'd go to Winnipeg because at least it's in a different country. Oh, you're pri- you're yeah. the only one and probably will be the only one to pick Winnipeg. But I get that it's cold, but I mean, it's Ohio. So I feel and like you're not making any friends over there off. either. Yeah, you're not making any oh friends in Ohio either. I'm going to get over to Ohio. They're all going to block me on Twitter. <laughs> yep. CBJ Blankenberg, get your shit together and unblock Meg, you ass. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, what did I ever do to you? And every day I find another person that has me blocked. It's just, well, I'll just you're... go there. I'll make no friends. At least in Winnipeg, they've never heard of me. Who do you think has uh, more people have uh, blocked them, you or Rat Pack? Brat Pack. Easy, yeah. That's really. Easy, <laughs> yeah. Easy. <laughs> really. Uh, before no, <laughs> yeah. Meg just gets blocked by other teams' fans. Brad Pack gets blocked by Devils fans and other teams' fans. Wait, you're right. That's that's a really good way to put it. Yeah, we're we're proud of you, Meg. We are. Thank you. <laughs> we claim you. Um, <laughs> now before you go, possibly get tacos. Uh, what are your plans for the summer? You have anything coming up you're excited about? Well, hopefully me and your lovely wife and Haley get to plan a trip to Epcot in the near future. However, that will not be happening this summer, but it's please, cool. please do so. I don't to. have to go, please. I don't want to go. You oh, guys, I support. We already have a, we already have a group chat for it. It's called Meg goes to Epcot. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's underway, but this summer, um, I don't really have anything. I'm going to Six Flags next Friday. Does that count? Uh, Hurricane Harbor or just the roller coasters? Um, I don't know. I'm going with a bunch of my coworkers right after work, so we won't be getting there until like four. Um, and I don't know if I'll be in the mood for water slides in the late afternoon. That's more of like a midday activity. Interesting. Yeah, Fair. but... um. You know, everything else I do is unplanned, so I have no big vacations or anything fun coming up. Well, you have to come on our next uh, group hike. That was fun. Yeah, I mean, if they weren't at 8 a.m. the day after I was out, I would have uh, I would have come with, but I slept until pretty late that day. I needed my beauty sleep. Well, that's when Squidward is up and hanging out, so that's <laughs> When we go, um, I ad- right. admire you guys for getting up early and going hiking. I'm very annoyingly a morning person. Um, so, but it is what it is. So, let's let you go. Uh, please let me know what you end up having for dinner. I had pork chops. You don't even have to ask. Take pictures oh, and send it to Andrew, did. also. Yeah, yeah, take pictures. Yeah. 
I don't I don't even have to question the pork chops. I was I felt bad when you came to brunch the other day and there was no pork chops on the menu. I dude, was like, that, what is he gonna eat? Dude, that chorizo <laughs> though, the chorizo with the eggs and, and the uh, potatoes, that was awesome. And I'm the kind of person where when I go to a restaurant and I have something that's really good, despite the fact that the menu at that place is huge, I'm gonna get that same exact thing every time for every single time I go to like there. like pork chops, for example. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't well, surprise me at all. <laughs> yeah, I like something. I stick with it. I hammer it. I never get sick of it. That's just. I was. I opened up Facebook yesterday and I saw like, um, like one of these like uh, recipe like pages or whatever, and it was like world's best pork chop recipe. And I texted it to Andrew. I'm like, you have a mission because I bet they're full of shit. He's like, I'm mm. gonna make these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, let us know how that is because now I'm curious. Oh, I will. Um, um, yeah. Cool. Well, thanks again for hanging out, pal. No problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, sorry that I uh, quote unquote bullied my way to the front. Um, but you everyone really else the front. Kinda... You just skipped one person. You were actually right after uh, the next guy. So you only who you did only I skip? skip? Henry Hynoski, who will be on next. Uh, we'll tell him I said sorry, Henry. It's okay. And thanks for doxing yourself so we didn't have to do it. Yeah, hopefully uh, everyone will just pretend not to listen to that part. We'll see. <laughs> I doubt it very much. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Take care, bud. See you. Henry. Hey, what's up? How are you guys? Hey, what's going on? Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. How are we doing tonight? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you guys so much for hosting this. This is awesome. Uh, no problem. We're happy to have everybody here. We've been trying to do this for a while, but uh, it's good to get as many people on as possible. We like to you know interact with uh, as many fans Seem, as possible. And seems to be going well are, so far. Yeah, I mean, some people are shy, and I've I've asked other people to come on multiple times over the uh, over the year, and they haven't. Like one that just disappeared on me, who I'm going to kick in the nuts if I see him. Um, but anyway, <laughs> but anyway. Uh, <laughs> So I don't know if you saw the questions that we we've been rolling through here, but uh, you know, what is your favorite moment uh, on ice moment this year? Yeah, I would say. I mean, there's a clear, obvious one. Um, I I mean, I feel like multiple people have definitely said this already, but the Mikey McLeod game seven goal um, that was just so awesome because it was so intense for that first period. Just everyone was on edge. I'm sure everyone was at the edge of their seats and that kind of just broke it open just so much emotion too with like the celebration and stuff that that was just so awesome and then i if there was a little more under the radar one i would say the sharon govich ot game winner against toronto just because it was right in the middle of the win streak and People like the media wasn't giving, they weren't giving the devils that much attention yet. It was like, oh, okay, maybe this is a good story. But that was primetime national TV against a huge market in Toronto. And just to win that, that really made it feel like, okay, maybe this team is kind of for real, I would think. I'm glad you brought that up because I always say the two teams that I hate losing to, um, One's obviously the Rangers because we have to deal with their fans and everything. But of course, um, and it being a rival. The other one is Toronto for that exact reason, because like the Devils could win, you know, 
five, six games in a row. But if they go to Toronto and lose, then that just punts the ball down down the field for when the media is actually going to give the devil some respect. Um, and just winning that way there kind of put the devils on everyone's radar. And dude, every time I listen to either Elliot Friedman, Jeff Merrick, or any of these Canadian guys that have these podcasts in the media, they're always talking about the devils now. And it's kind of awesome. No, it, it is definitely awesome. Yeah, that definitely started too. Because like you said, if we lost that game, it would have been like, okay, fluke run, whatever. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I was talking about this the other day. It is so awesome just to scroll Twitter. And even like the stupid like graphics that are like, who has the best top six in the league? And it just shows like Devils versus Leafs. Just to be in that conversation, I don't care if like who what your opinion is, but just to be in that conversation is just so refreshing after yeah. the dark years. Yeah, yeah so. and I, I, it makes me a little uncomfortable too. Like even back in the day, like when the Devils were you know winning cups, and it was always like, yeah, they're good, but you know. They never really got talked about much, and I don't like, I don't like the attention. I'd much rather everyone say like, you know, Keith Yandel and be like they're not making the playoffs, and I'd, I'd much rather prove people wrong than than lose and prove people right. I guess for lack of oh, a, definitely, yeah. I mean, it's it's always better to be the underdog, but um, it is just so crazy. Like after this last ten years, just to be considered one of the top dogs, it, it's just it just feels good. Yeah, I think it was Friedman that said, you know, the Devils are legitimate Stanley Cup ten contenders now and for the foreseeable future. They are. I mean, what are they like top three in odds right now? They're definitely top five. They're tied for third with uh, I forget who, but the last time I looked, they're tied for third. Yeah, that is that is amazing. And then and then my last uh, memorable moment. Um, so I just moved down here to uh, Washington D.C. So I got to ca- catch a couple of the Caps game versus the Devils. And I was at the Luke OT game winner. And that was just so awesome. <laughs> like, obviously, it was a meaningless game and stuff. But just to see that in person was just amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, it, it's, you know, it's funny is you're, I don't know, like the fifth, sixth person we've talked to. And it seems like the same moments keep popping up with everybody. Yeah. With the exception of the McLeod one, you're the first person that's brought that up. Uh, with, really? You know, some people have said like Game Seven, but nobody really brought that up. And you're right. I, you know, I was sitting on the couch just with my my stomach in my ass, like you know. Mm-hmm. And then that goal was like, and just like, so that, not even just how big the goal was. It the the way like you know all season we shit on Palat for you know his contract and. He was out and he's doing nothing and myself included veto, you know, all the usual, <laughs> the usual suspects were this fucking guy stinks. He sucks. And we're waiting for playoff plot. We're waiting for playoff plot. And just, just to not only, you know, shit on, you know, Fox and just, you know, made the whole team look like just complete assholes. It was just so beautiful. In yeah. One of my of favorite world. veto tr- one of my favorite veto tweets was it was like towards the end of the regular season. It was just like, this guy better be fucking Wayne Gretzky in the playoffs the way he's playing right now <laughs> to make his contract worth it. Yeah. So we've gone through, I'm sorry, I'm trying to like gather people. It's really moving in and out for some reason. I don't know why they're moving in and out of the waiting room. But anyway, um, are you team? Wait, did we do all fights? No, nope. we did all fights moment. Okay. Favorite all fights moment. <laughs> 
Um, off ice. Um, it's tough to name one, but I I gotta go with just like the notification of the Timo trade. Just that there was just so many rumors for like a month there, and it was getting old after a while. But just to see, I don't like I don't I don't I forget who reported. Maybe Pierre LeBron, maybe. And j- just to see, it's like deal is official. Like Timo to NJ, that was just awesome. Like that we're going all in and stuff. And we didn't even know the return until like four hours later. But just to know that we yeah. had him was just awesome. Typical devil fashion. And then have to wait the rest of the day. Yeah, it was like six or <laughs> yeah. seven hours after it was announced. We still didn't know. And and I always say this, but like I always enjoy on Instagram. Um, I would always comment on uh, Igor Sharangovich's wife's uh, Instagram stories because she's freaking <laughs> hilarious and she responds to fans and talks to them. So she was always cool. And mm-hmm. I sent her a message and I said, please tell me Igor didn't get traded. And she said, we're out to dinner right now. and We have no idea who who's going to San Jose. <laughs> and it ended up not being him. But that was sort of the process of elimination that was going down like you know, I think Severson, yeah, there was a video where like Severson and Halla, uh, their wives were out to dinner together and they found out like Severson's uh, wife found out that he wasn't getting traded and she was like celebrating at the restaurant. Um, <laughs> you know, he's gone anyway, but uh, that was, that was a pretty <laughs> surreal day. Um, well, it's like you cool. said, like, you know, when it happened, we talked about it, like with Dougie, like, you know, who was a Kiprios reported it like first thing in the morning. And then it was like fucking 14 hours later. They finally yep. confirmed it. Yeah, that was really weird. Um, all right, let's go. This is the biggest topic of the night, I guess. Uh, are you team run it back with VTech and Schmidt, or you want to go out and get a goalie? I am possibly the biggest uh, Schmidt uh, Homer of all time. I think um, I, I'm fine with VTech. Obviously he's not a playoff goalie. He, he's like a fine stopgap regular season just get some reps in um but i really think we may be sitting on a gold mine here with akira just so obviously it was it was a limited sample last year but he did play 18 games which isn't like too small and and he had a 922 in those games which would have been like top five in the league obviously like i said small sample size but like a 22 year old goalie to down O2, go into MSG and perform the way he did. I I just think he this just like I hate to say it, but he may have that dog in him, you know? Like just to do that is just crazy to me. And I don't I, I just don't want to mortgage the future and hand out an absurd contract to to Hellebuck when we may have a 22-year-old Hellebuck like in our system right now. And, and more I importantly agree. than that, too, is like you got to think about cap, right? So Dude, yeah. having a goalie on entry level contract mm-hmm. is huge. I mean, it gives you a chance to make upgrades elsewhere if you need it. And, you know, I think I said it in the in that playoff series, maybe after it. And I, I don't mean to compare, a, you know, rookie goalie to, you know, Martin Brodeur or, or other, you know, goalies like that. But he's very there's no wasted movement with him and he makes it look easy to the point where Ranger fans were, he didn't face any shots. You <laughs> didn't do so anything annoying. like just cause he's not diving all over the ice. Like, you know, unnecessarily like, like Igor, like, you know, windmilling a fucking wrist shot into his glove. That's directly into his glove. It doesn't yeah. mean he's not 
trying or he's not making good plays. He's very, very sound positionally, which is is a hard thing to teach, I guess, because you see a lot of goalies that are like Blackwood, for example. Uh, you know, we saw John Gillies. I've never seen a guy play no, angles worse in my entire. I've never seen a guy more <laughs> off angle in my entire life, and cannot believe that he's an NHL goalie. Um, but yeah, you know, I agree. But you know, we we've talked about this quite a few times before you came in here too. But you know, if uh, I'm team rental, if Hellebuck can be had for a rental for this year, give Schmidt the chance to you know, get some more games under his belt and then play 40, 35, 40 games and then be ready to go the following year. I think that's best case scenario. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm fine with with that. Sorry, just like the price, though, is my thing. Because I I see a lot of throwing out like Holtz in the trade. And for one year of Hellebuck, I don't know if that's worth it. Probably not. And we all assumed Holtz was going to go to San Jose in the um, the Meyer trade. Holtz's trade value is always it's also at its lowest right now. So, mm-hmm. you know, the deal, if it happens, is probably not going to look anything like we think it will. And I'm at the point, though, and I and it's crazy I'm saying this after the, the way the last 10 years is, have gone. I trust our GM. I trust our ownership. Dude, yeah. And, mm-hmm. yeah, if it's Hellebuck uh, in goal or if it's Schmid or if it's Vanacek game one, I'm fine with it. And like Schmid and Vanacek together, by the way. Vanacek has never had that workload before. Schmidt got thrown into the fire, and those two combined for the best regular season in Devils history. So now they have that under their belt. So, you know, we keep having this discussion, and it's just going to be something that we're going to have to wait and see to see what happens in October um, and September. But any way it goes, I think we're going to be pretty happy with it. I do definitely think, like, obviously, if we don't get Hellebuck, we do need like a veteran third goalie, just in case one of Schmid or Vanacek goes down. Because uh, we just can't be rolling out Nico Dawes for a full season as a backup. We you know? can't. Dawes is out until December. He's coming yeah, off. Really? Sh- I didn't yeah, know that. And Shelgren or, or given Brennan his first NHL start as a baby. I, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. They probably do need someone else. Um, like a Bernier-esque. Not him, obviously, but like someone like that. Yep. Yeah. Um, Let's keep it moving. It's a, it's a very important question. If you were a bird, what kind of bird would you be? I saw this on the list and I was like, what the heck? <laughs> like all the other ones were very relevant, but this one wasn't. Um, I would say maybe a cardinal. I think those are really cool. And it kind of matches the theme of the devil's red, you know? Um, I saw one in my backyard this summer. So that was the first one that came to mind. <laughs> very common backyard birds. I have a tattoo of a cardinal on my arm. Um, oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, fun fact is they're um, oh they're not faith. What you put this question in there, so I'm just going to tell everybody everything they need to know about their choices. Uh, card- <laughs> Cardinals are famously not faithful to their partners. Um, wow. Whereas Blue Jays mate for life. Cardinals, they whoever's in the area, that's who's getting some. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> that's deep. So, yeah. Well, you you learned it. Now, next time you see a cardinal in your yard, you're just going to be like, you fucking player. Um, yeah. <laughs> Next question. Cheating. <laughs> You're cheating some of it. If you had to choose between an all expense paid vacation to Columbus, Ohio or Winnipeg, Manitoba, where are you going? Um, so probably Winnipeg, just because I've never been to Canada before. So I guess oh, that would be a little make, different. That's going to make you like, never want to go to Canada again. <laughs> no. That's, yeah. I'm sure it's 
from what I've heard, it is definitely oh, not a good you know place what? to I'm go. I'm actually to. really happy you said that because um, <laughs> so I, when I was in Winnipeg a couple of years ago for a wedding, like friends and family were like, what's it like? And I said, here's the perfect way to describe Winnipeg. Say you're a European or something coming to America for the first time. And instead mm. of New York, Chicago, L.A., Miami, you go to Cleveland, Ohio on vacation. Mm, that's fun. That's the equivalent of going to Winnipeg for your Canadian trip instead of Vancouver, Montreal, Toronto. Yeah. I feel like Winnipeg in the winter would just be the most miserable place on Earth. It is. It gets down to minus 40 degrees, which is the scientific point where Celsius and Fahrenheit meet each other. Yeah, I, I could not deal with that. And like, I feel like, but on the same hand, I probably maybe want to visit there over Columbus just because like, what is there to do in Columbus? Like that is just an awful mm. city. I mean, it's, unless you're going to an Ohio State football game. But besides That's that, I don't know what else there is to do there. You can go see the Columbus crew play soccer. Um, there's the Blue Jackets. Uh, the, don't forget the Blue Jackets, guys. Yeah, you go to the Damon Severson. What number is he again? Like 78 or something? Like something absurd? Oh, I don't even know. I forget. I forget. He, he left and I it suddenly was, it forgot It was some high number. Yeah. And it, it looks so weird. Yeah. I, all I remember saying was it'll be his plus minus for the year. Minus 71. Yeah. <laughs> 78, yeah. Yep. Well, he has a couple of stretch passes that'll put out those, you know, those player cards that'll make it look like he's doing a good job. Um, last question before we let you go. Uh, what are your plans for the summer? Do you have anything you're looking forward to? Um, nothing big. Or, well, I have one wedding. Um, it's my very first, like, college friend is getting married. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's the first of my, like, friend group getting married, and that's out in Colorado. So that's going to be really cool. So I'm really pumped about that. Where in Colorado? Uh, Leadville, Colorado. So it's like two hours from Denver. And it's 10,000 feet up. So that should be interesting. I I drove to Boulder one time and it was really, really cool. Boulder is sweet. Yeah, you're like driving basically like into a town cut out of like a mountain. It's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Colorado is. I've only been I've been to Boulder once. And it's just nothing like I've ever seen before. It is. I don't know if I'd want to live out there, but I I, would definitely want to like live there for like a couple weeks or maybe a month, like maybe a summer, but I don't know. My only Colorado experience is I had a layover at the Denver airport. Um, And that's allegedly where all the secret government stuff is, but I didn't see shit. So. You know, that's Colorado. Or maybe the, or maybe you're just saying that because <laughs> right. you don't want exactly. it out on the air. Exactly. Um, can I just ask you guys one more question? Yeah. Um, so a big debate now that I've been seeing is um the Holtz versus Graham Clark, like third third uh line winger. What is your guys' thoughts on that? I mean, I think that when they split the squad in two in preseason, one of them is going to have Holtz, one of them is going to have Clark, and it's going to be up to. I, I think that's why they haven't, high, you know, uh, signed another forward yet because I think they're hoping one of them can take that spot, and we'll see who has a a better preseason. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they go into the season just rotating those two until one. Sort of how Zetterlin took the spot over Holtz last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whichever one plays better, the other one will go back to Utica. I don't know, Ricky. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah I, I think Thunderdome. I think Thunderdome, like you said. Yeah, just 
<laughs> Give them both a chance, and whoever wins, wins, and whoever doesn't, enjoy Utica. Mm-hmm. And eventually Winnipeg. <laughs> eventually Winnipeg. I do think that Graham like fits more of the role of like a third line center, and like Holtz, that's a little bit out of position for him, but... Um, I, I just don't want to give up on Holtz this fast. Like seventh seventh overall pick, like like he, he didn't get a chance last year, man. Like he put up a, a point per game as a 19-year-old in Utica. Uh I don't know. I just I I'm just scared we're gonna give up on him too fast and then he's gonna flourish somewhere else. But well, it's a nice safe opportunity for either of them to be on a line with Palat and Halla. Um you got uh-huh. enough leadership and veteran um you know, guidance there that that might be the perfect uh, situation for either of them. Honestly, it may be. Yeah. Get him some PP two time, you know, set up the one timer from Luke would love that. Yeah. And I said it last week, uh, not to prolong this, but I think Clark and Toffoli play a very similar, very similar game in that they're not afraid to go to the front of the net. Mm-hmm. They don't rely on the perimeter game as much as, as Holtz does, which I, I think give Clark gives Clark a little bit of an edge mm-hmm. of the two. Um, and especially, you know, you can learn from Toffoli if you play the same game. I mean, what better way to learn than from a guy who just came off, you know, 70 point season and is played in the NHL one cups. I mean, that's a great situation to be in. Mm-hmm. And you, I think we'll find out, you know, if they extend Toffoli personally, I think that means the end of, of Holtz's time here. Because uh, I think the hope is that Holtz becomes your top line right wing, and if you put Toffoli there, you know, even if Toffoli slides down, I guess it depends on Clark too. But I think extending him pretty much means, you know, Holtz is is free free game for anyone who wants to trade for him. We mm-hmm. shall see. I mean, it's a good problem to have. Like us arguing about third, like who is the third line winger as opposed to like who is on our first line. It, it's very refreshing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, especially when the first line 10 years ago was Kovalchuk, Zajac, and Nick Palmieri. Um, yeah. Jordan Tutu and... Jordan oh, Tutu. I, I lived through Jordan Tutu top line and Jordan Tutu power play. Oh my yep. gosh, yeah. I, I can Thanks, go down Lou. the list and name all those guys. It's yeah. just brutal. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, we could be here all night doing that shit. Um, <laughs> but thanks, thanks for coming by, dude. It was good. Uh, it's good to talk to you. Make sure you stick around next season. We're gonna have a lot more fans back on every week. No, yeah, thank you so much. This has been awesome. Thanks for having me. Hey, anytime. Thanks for coming on. Sweet. And <sighs> next up, we <laughs> Holy next up, we have Jesus. What's up, buddy? Hey, hey G- man, what's going on? How are you guys today? Well, just just wonderful. Uh, oh, just wonderful. Super, super duper. How about that? That's a, that's a lie. I can tell. <laughs> no, I went I, to the you know chiropractor today. I went to the chiropractor today. I'm all stretched out. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm a big fan of our friend Jesus, and I saw him at most home games after the first period outside of the play-up sports lounge or whatever the fuck it's called now for uh, for a good old hug, and it usually meant good luck for, for the Devils. I mean, I guess so. Playoffs, not so much. But it is what it is. Yeah, whatever. This is a lot farther than That's just because we didn't anyway. have home ice. It's because we didn't have home ice, that's why. What, in the second round? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, oh, we didn't give enough home, enough home games. Not enough home games. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> enough home um, games. Yeah, only what two? 
Yeah, two. Yeah. Yeah, one of them was the most entertaining game of the playoffs, <laughs> and the other one was, was an embarrassment of epic proportions. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's get into these questions, sir. What was your favorite on ice moment of the year? Uh, game seven. It has to be game seven, without a doubt. Nice. Were you at that one? Yeah. So you're you're a season ticket holder, right? I am, unfortunately. No, now it's fortunately. I mean, this is the first time in a very long time where season tickets are actually worth something. I mean, I guess. Uh, I mean, after like all the perks that they like, take away from you, after like last year, it's like, oh, is it really worth it? Maybe. Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody knows. Um, Nobody knows. What was your favorite off ice moment this year? Um, oh, just Vito giving me the worst staff ever. Just just made my day so much better that I can hang that over his head for the rest of my life. <laughs> so he's got to get a get a better hug game going on. His, his no, veto slander has taken and gone to a new level lately, and I love it. I mean, he, he made up for it, but still, like it's like the worst one ever. You always remember like your worst one, and he'll be remembered for that and the PKSU Ben jersey. And may and loving mayonnaise oh, and, and, and man, oh and his mayonnaise love that's just that's out of and, con- and constantly telling us he's going to play video games with us or with us or come on the pod and always bailing on us like he did tonight. But I'll, I'll tell you yeah. what though, at least he's consistent because he blows <laughs> off this podcast. He blows off playing Warzone with us, and he also on a near weekly basis blows off dinner plans that we make with the one group chat I have going on. Like he. We've honestly had maybe 10, 12 outings as a five, six person group. He's shown up to, I think, none of them. <laughs> um, so at least I mean, he's consistent. That's a record. I mean, that's got to be a record for something. I mean, yeah. that's just crazy for him to do. He's Bigfoot at this point. He's probably um, home yeah. fucking, he's probably home just eating mayonnaise out of a jar. Honestly, he texted me. He texted me that he took overtime at work. So he, he had to skip tonight. He might be sleeping at home right now. Yeah. I, um, I said, well, I said, well, you're he already went car shopping. What's the excuse this week? Yeah. He's in a mayo oh, coma. Yeah. Um, he ate all his mayo. He has to go to the store and get more. They ran out. He has to go like a different state. To get more, I mean, it's just an issue with Vito. His mayonnaise love is outstanding. It's disgusting. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I don't. <laughs> Gross. Um, yeah. Well, the biggest topic tonight has been goalies. Are you team run it back with with Vito? Vito, Jesus Christ, Vitek and uh, <laughs> and Schmidt, or you want to go out and get somebody? I, I mean, at this point, I say we just go and run it back. I mean, what's the at this point for us. I mean, we won, what, 53 games with a combination of VTech, uh, Schmidt, and Blackwood. I, I don't see any issue with it at this point. I mean, yeah, getting, like, another goalie would be good, but then you're, like, really stretching the cap. And if you want to add someone, like, at the deadline, the money might not be the piece that you could use. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, after um, getting ball signed, they're probably going to have like three and a half, three million of cap space left, and which means that they could acquire a six, seven million dollar player at the deadline. So, you know, and again, both of them played, uh, you know, way better than anyone expected. And and I'm, again, I keep saying if Schmidt's the goalie game one and we just run it with him and see if he's the guy, I'm fine with that. So I'm, I'm good. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, 
he's a young kid. I mean, how is this kid going to get like experience at the NHL level unless you like actually play him? That's the thing. I mean, he showed what he can do in the playoffs. I mean, the Carolina series, you know, not his best, but the whole entire team kind of shit the bed that series too. Yeah, and and that's what's so important about the goalie position because you can hide a kid on the third line or the third defensive pairing to get him some games and sort of shelter him, but you can't really do that with a goalie. So you can't just like, you know, not have him play and then throw him in and be like, all right, show us you're the guy. So he's got to play, you know. I mean, I'm just waiting for CJ to put out like his charts about uh, mid advantage back and just see how that goes because you know I'm a big chart guy now. No, I'm a. Uh... Yeah, Ricky and I are not chart guys, and we no, hate no, no, no. Brian is most definitely not a chart guy. Oh, I'm, I'm pro anti. Yo, bro, watch the game, not the chart. Simple. So, if you guys have watched How I Met Your Mother, you'd be in favor of the episode where they have an intervention for Marshall because he's using too many charts and graphs. Absolutely, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, now, the big question for you, sir, anointed one. Um, if you were a bird, what bird would you be? Oh, I'd be the king of Saxony bird of paradise, buddy. Come on now. What was that? The king of Saxony bird of paradise. The ki- is that it's a, a German bird? bird? I don't. I have no idea. It's a bird. I typed in coolest bird names. That's the first one that came up. I'm I, I gave right instructions. Here. I gave instructions in the chat and said you were flexing. You were flexing your muscle, and I needed to stump you. So, I'll tell you what. And I'm oh. the king. Yeah. So the eastern kingbird, I've actually photographed several times in the past couple of weeks. Uh, that's a cool choice. But I, I looked up the uh, the uh, king of Saxony bird of paradise, and that is a wild looking motherfucker. I mean, he's got long hair like me. It's kind of, kind of crazy. I mean, he's a little short. I don't like that, but it's all good. What are these things coming out of his head? <laughs> it's a flow, it's man. Flow. Come on. That's quite the, <laughs> quite the flow. That's the flow. Um, some weird-ass birds out there, man. Um, and you're one of them, Jesus. You're a weird-ass bird. Um, oh, I am. I'm the worst bird out there. Now, I'm a bully, man. People forget that. Nah, he's a me, he's a yeah he's a weird bird but uh you got to watch all the single moms out there got to watch out yeah elise oh, and uh elise and amanda's mom is she uh number one on your speed dial <laughs> <laughs> i mean she's in my profile picture on twitter i mean <laughs> i mean it, it means something so you know it's funny about that uh i talked to elise often and a couple maybe a week ago uh i just did that like twitter circle before i went to bed and she responded with well, how is my mom on there and i'm not <laughs> not like it's jesus that's jesus for you um so we got two questions left for you if you had to choose an all-expense-paid vacation to columbus ohio or winnipeg manitoba where are you going i'm sure they're not going to winnipeg Tell you that yeah. much. Good. I mean, I mean, I mean, in Columbus. I mean, is it during like football season? Because then, yeah, I'll go there easily. Yeah, open ended for what time you go, but yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Like, yeah it's, it's Columbus. I mean, I'll be. It's also a shithole of a city. But you say football season, you could always go when the CFL's in full swing, which it is now, and go see the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Buddy, you think I'm going to Canada? You think I'm going to go to Canada? Like willingly go to Canada? I love Canada. Just Winnipeg's a butthole. Uh, I, know. I know, but like it's like Trudeau's up there, and him and I don't. 
Yeah, but like, just but like, if I was going to Canada, right, and I was going like on a fucking four-hour plane ride, five-hour plane ride, I'm going to Vancouver. I'm not going to Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah. no, Winnipeg's like the last place I want to go. There are I mean, seven. I, there are seven major metropolitan areas in Canada. Winnipeg is by far the worst. I would, I would pack up and move to Edmonton. Buy a house site unseen instead of. I've been to Edmonton in December, and my nostrils froze when I exited the hotel, and I didn't know what was happening. And I've been to Calgary in the winter, and it was really nice. And I can't picture myself ever going to Winnipeg. I was in Ottawa in 2016 in the middle of December to see the Devils, and it was minus 18 degrees. And we went across the street to a steakhouse for dinner. And the second I walked outside, my nose just started leaking. And then everything froze in my mustache. Just in Mm -hmm. the span of crossing the street. So, I feel you. Yeah, that sounds sounds painful. Um, Yeah, I don't want to go to Canada now. And I don't even care if you want to go to Canada. Right? I don't Uh, even care if people want to go to Columbus. I just want to spread the good word of please don't go to Winnipeg. Go to Winnipeg. Um, Unless you're like... You like actually have to. It's like life or death. You have to go to Winnipeg. I actually might choose death at that point, to be honest. Yeah, I was going to say. I was going to say. Now, I'm going to add in an extra question for you, just my own personal interest. Um, when do you sleep? Because I know you're going to be at the gym at 2 a.m. <laughs> so, so, like, I like the, the craziest sleep schedule. Like, I'll sleep at like 9 to 9.30, wake up at like 2, 2.30, be in the gym at 3, uh, go to work and be home by noon, and then sleep from like noon to like three and then be up until like nine. Don't forget. Don't forget. You got to snap a picture of almost your pubes. Almost. Oh, pubes. Oh, so one day we're going to get pubes. I've been, I've been talking about it on the pod. Yeah. <laughs> going to get pubes one day. I'm waiting for it. Nah, I, just, I mean, <laughs> yeah, man, just tell me I'll just send it to you. Man. <laughs> like you don't got to do it on the pod. You, like directly. I don't care. I don't want that shit on my phone. No, no I'm, I'm good. I'm going to send it to you. Buddy. I send it to Oh, okay. Yeah. Or at least send it to me on WhatsApp. It's encrypted. Yeah, I mean, listen, I was actually like, kind of like, like I was actually, well, I was actually wondering if you were, if you were going to ask if I ever like wear a shirt because like I just don't either. That's oh, one of your you see a shirt. You, you strike abs. You strike me yeah. as that kind of guy, like you know, like a beach guy, just never wearing a shirt, which is not a bad thing. Yeah, I, he, li- he lives at the beach. I know. That's I what I'm do. saying. He's yeah, always posting I mean, pictures of the sunsets. Yeah. Sunrise, sunset. Sunset. yeah, no, no, never the sunset. Sunset stinks, man. Sunrise all the way. Although, when are we getting the invite to your pool? <laughs> whenever you want. <laughs> it's as simple as that. I mean, whenever you want, just let me know. I, I gotta be in. I'm like a vampire. I gotta be invited. I'm not showing up anywhere. All right. All you gotta invite him in, or he just stands at your window. <laughs> hey, buddy, can I come in? Tapping. Can I come in? Well, that's uh. Brings us to the next question, then. Uh, what are your plans for the rest of the summer? Do you have anything you're looking forward to? Oh, all the single moms, bro. Come on. Hell yeah, dude. I don't know if you like them, but we're going to see Dave Matthews Band next Tuesday. That is the single mom mecca of the entertainment industry. I swear to God. Like, there's going to be, I don't know what, like 10,000 people there. 6,000 of them are going to be single moms. I'm not kidding. And they're all going to be smoking weed, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, don't threaten me with a good time, brother. I mean, no, no shirt, no problem. Yeah, come. I mean, here, 
You As we like speak, he's looking up tickets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like right now. <laughs> you know, shirt policies and everything like that. When you shoes, how do I get there? All that well, shit. Yeah, well, we're, we're tailgating, so let me know. And you just got to wear a shirt on the way in. Take it off after you get in. I only want in. Yeah, just to get and patted do down own, by security. Do you own a shirt? Is the question. I do. I have to wear okay. one in the winter. That's the only. Yeah, I mean, if I didn't, I wouldn't wear one. Well, I don't have a shirt on right now, man. I was hoping for like a video call. You, you can see, just no shirt. Well, next time we'll make it a video call for the ladies. Oh, for, for the ladies. For all the single moms yeah. out there doing yeah, doing the Lord's work. He I'll, is I'll the Lord's work. I'll be doing <laughs> the Lord's work later. Nope. I don't. I don't even want to know what that is. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming to hang out with us, pal. Uh, I hope to see you before the games start up again. Let's hang out this summer. Yeah, man. I'll, I'll DM you guys. I'll have you over. You know, have a little barbecue, have some fun. Pork chops? Really, Andrew? Pork chops? You think I? That's all this guy eats. Pork chops? Oh come that's on! That's like all, all he eats. All he eats. Yeah, he's going to turn into a pork chop. You got pork chops. You got Andrew. It's not mayonnaise, so we're good. Yeah, no man. <laughs> Fucking Vito. All right, buddy. Vito not, <laughs> not invited. Thanks for stopping. Not. All right, buddy. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, bro. And we got next up, we have Trent. I'm wondering if anybody here is going to be asleep by the time we let him in. I, it might be Trent. I checked in on the other two guys that are in the waiting room currently, and they are there. Hmm. I'm, I'm here. here. He's here. He's here. He sounds oh, asleep. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> like we put him asleep. I'm putting my son to bed. So. Oh, uh, there. Well. I do you want us? To... <laughs> I'm talking to. It's all. Yeah, it's you... all good. Who's Daddy talking to? <laughs> Just some random people on the internet. It's okay. Yeah. Internet's a scary place. Well, Trent, um, how's Daddy. things going on this Monday evening? Oh, it's going good, you know. Grilled some chicken, had a, some pink Whitney, enjoying the nice New Jersey heat. Can't get any better. You mix it with anything, or you use little shooters? What do you? What do you? Uh, uh, your pink Whitney choice. Mix some soda water in with it. Give it a little bubbly. There you go. Yeah, um, my wife likes to mix it with Sprite. Yeah, it's a, it's a solid choice. I've mixed it with White Claw before. That gets you buzzed a little quicker too. You know what? I'll actually let you in on this. Uh, our friend Haley did something last time I was at a bar with her that I've never seen before. That's actually a pretty interesting idea. So, um, you know the energy drink Celsius? Yep. So she buys the packets of the powder, goes to a bar, and orders um, a vodka. Just straight vodka, and then puts a Celsius packet in it. There you go. It's that's huh. wild, but it actually sounds like a good idea. I guess yeah. I mean, that's a cheaper way to get a vodka Red Bull. It's, I guess. Yeah, I was going to say it's it's certainly a move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like nine thirty at night at Parks Casino, and I was like, "What are you doing?" Um, that that's is a, not a. <laughs> that's that's a professional to, right there. She was trying to roofie you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so Trent, you know, we got you here. Actually, tell tell the people what your Twitter name is, so everybody knows how to get in touch with you. Uh, it's pretty easy. It's at Trent underscores the wiki. Really just kind of a follower of sports. Don't really post a lot of stuff or anything like that. So probably not a fun follow. 
It's okay. You can work on that. Um, <laughs> so we're talking devils, obviously. What was your favorite on ice moment this year? Um, on ice probably had to be that, uh, Vegas overtime game winner that set up from Jack to Dougie because it didn't really look like much until you saw it in slow motion and it was pretty unbelievable. Yeah, I kind of saw that in slow motion. I was in the building for that and I was in the balcony behind the goal where the game ended. And like, I didn't think anything of that play, but like in that instance where I saw the puck squirt out and then I see Dougie is standing there in the slot all by himself. And like the puck, it seemed like it was just going as slow as, as ever over to him. Like it was like watching that play in slow-mo. That was pretty awesome. And you're the first person to bring that one up tonight. That was a good one. Yeah, I think at first when I saw it, I was kind of like, God damn it, Jack, you're going to be doing the David Clarkson falling all over the place in overtime, giving the puck up. And then you realize, oh, wait, Dougie's right there to bury it. Yeah, that was that was cool. Um, how about your favorite off-ice moment of the year? Uh, well, I probably have two. Off-ice, as far as the team goes, is probably the uh, sorry Lindy chance. I thought that was just hilarious. Yeah. and. You know, it was a nice way because people gave us a lot of crap early on in the season for giving Lindy Ruff so much crap. So it was nice to, you know, get public apologies from people. And it was, you know, you don't really see that. Usually you see people boo, but they never come back the other way. So it was pretty unique and interesting. Yeah, I, you know, and I really got upset at all the people that were giving Devils fans a really hard time with the fire Lindy chance to like, oh, it's only two games into the season. And I'm like, you know... We just went through one of the worst years in the Devils' entire history when year after year we're supposed to get be getting better and better. And the entire fan base wanted him gone after the season. So two 5-2 losses to open up the season was sort of a continuation of that horrible year. So I don't think really Devils fans got enough credit for, you know, those chances to begin with that, you know, the, the reaction to it kind of made us look I, shitty. But I, yeah. I, wish, I wish I could remember who it was. It was somebody, maybe it was Friedman or... Or one of these guys, I was listening to a podcast, and someone asked them like what one of their like favorite moments from the season was, and they brought that up. They thought it was really cool that Devil fans, you know, the apologizing to Lindy, they thought that was pretty cool. And I, you know, I, it's not something you obviously don't see that often in sports. And I don't know that we owed him owed him an apology, but it was pretty cool to see. I mean, you know, his reaction to it, and he pretty much is a stonewall, doesn't really react to anything. You know, he got a I mean, good kick out of it. Yeah, everyone thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was, I thought it was like organic too. It wasn't like you know, hey guys, we're all gonna do this. It was just kind of like happened, and I thought just thought that was pretty cool. Sure. And while I think it was great, I still want him gone. Still wasn't uh-huh. happy about the hire, but <laughs> agreed. agreed. <laughs> now you said you had another uh, off ice thing. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, it was being able to get back into it after a bunch of years of really just poor play where after going down two, three, nothing in the first period, I would just turn the games off and go on with my life. But this year was, they pulled me back in, got me invested again. And I've been missing that knot in my stomach during the playoffs. So that was pretty fun. Yeah. And I've been missing the, you know, it's, five o'clock on game day and the last 10 years for me i wouldn't even remember that they're playing um and now this year it's me checking ticket prices to every game and seeing where the away games are like can we go to those and and i really miss that so i you know i agree with you there 
Uh, let's see. So the big question of the night, the goalie question, you want to run it back with VTech and Schmidt, or you want to go out and get a new goalie? Um, I know a lot of people are down on VTech because of his playoffs, but really, I like I think he's played more hockey this year than he's ever been asked to play. I think you give him a good running mate, not that Schmidt isn't, but I think he needs a good, solid veteran running mate. And I think he's fine. Is he the guy for the playoffs? No doubt. Maybe not. But he could be, you know, a solid enough player. He was great for us this year. He really was. And that falls in line with what Frank Saravalli said earlier that we've brought up a couple times, that uh, he has heard that the Devils want Schmidt to basically start in Utica and play as much as possible. So, you know, then who the hell would be VTech's backup? So you're thinking run with VTech and, and get him a veteran backup. I don't even know if it's a backup. It might just be a, you know, a closer to a split. Like, I, you know, John Gibson is probably really the best option. Ooh. I think. That, con- that contract is just so ass, though. Yeah. It is. But I think what we've seen in sports over the last few years is contracts, you can get away from them. You know what I mean? Everyone thought when uh, Shea Weber went to Montreal that Nashville was going to be buried and they, they seemed to be all right. You know what I mean? There's ways to get around these things. These guys are smart. The cap is going up. They can figure it out. Yeah, I'd never thought in a billion years the Rangers were getting out from under Scott Gomez's contract. And sure, I, I mean, say it all the time. I say I mean, it all the, the Rangers, time. There's always someone there to help them out. That's different. it's not even the Rangers. There's always a GM out there dumber than you possibly think they could be. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> and you know, there's always Arizona you can bury a contract with. So they also, say they're not doing that anymore. And and yeah, yeah I kind they've of signed. They've signed nobody. No, well, I, Chicago. I, Chicago is the new Phoenix, so we could do that too. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, Arizona did sign um, Kerfoot and and Zucker. So those aren't moves that they would make in the last couple of years. So I, I'm starting. Well, they got to gotta reach it. the salary cap floor, right? Yeah, they're yeah, on their but, last gasp to try and stay there. So, but no, I I think Gibson. Just from a veteran running mate, this way neither of them is being asked to play 60 games. Maybe helps out with Gibson's health, not facing a billion and a half shots a season, and gives VTech a little bit of a rest. Yeah, I mean, I made the case on the last our last episode for Gibson. I'm not like super high on it, but I could see a world where it would work out. There's no one in the uh, organization. That's the issue. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, they have so, a lot of guys, just not a lot of good options. Yeah, I don't no, see I, Dawes being a number one in the NHL. They, I, you know. I think Dawes. I you know, unfortunately, he's injured, but I think I really do think he might not be a top line starter, but I think he could be an extremely good backup goalie. You know, even when he's come up, he's played really well. Yeah, yeah, and, and we've got Tyler Brennan down the line, but nobody really knows anything about his potential. So. I mean, yeah, he's played well in college, um, so who knows? Yeah. I just think where where they're at in their progression, they need someone more established. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree there. It's, it's Actually, I'm glad you said that because it's a different take than, than what we've got uh, a lot tonight. Um, now, since you're not too much of a social media person, this next question is probably going to confuse the hell out of you. Um, I mean, I'm on social media a lot. I just don't participate that much. Okay. So. <laughs> well, then, then if you were a bird, what bird would you be? Uh, probably a pigeon. Nice, short, stocky, getting everyone's way. <laughs> really? 
<laughs> no, I don't, I don't. I don't really know what kind of bird I would be. I just thought a pigeon would be a funny answer. That is. I uh, haven't gotten that one yet. So we'll go, <laughs> you're you're a pigeon. Not even a pigeon that that grew up in the suburbs. A dove. No, just a, a, a gritty street pigeon eating garbage. You know, <laughs> pissing people off. That's a good answer. <laughs> oh, okay. New York pigeons are tough, man. Um, sure. Yeah, you survivors. They are. They are. If they're not getting picked. They're the Charlie Kelly of oh. bird bird law. Yeah, well, that's a good person to bring up. He is well versed in bird law. <laughs> um, so, there are two questions. If you had to choose an all expense paid vacation to Columbus, Ohio, or Winnipeg, Manitoba, where are you going? Well, it'd be Winnipeg. I could use my passport at least then, you know, get a fun little stamp in it. And being a Michigan fan, I wouldn't set foot in Columbus unless I was being arrested. So. Okay, so at least you have a personal reason not to go to Columbus, because I, I am very confused at why anyone would pick Winnipeg, but I understand. In your, yeah, in your... I mean, Columbus is the, the pigeon of cities, so. Yeah, well, the shitbird <laughs> like city. The pigeon shit, pigeon of, <laughs> pigeon oh, shit of cities. But... Call them shitbirds. Um, yeah, you could always go to Winnipeg and then just drive eight hours to Calgary. That makes it a little better. Um, and like I said, you know, at least you're... You can tell someone, oh, no, I'm going out of country. You don't have to say where. <laughs> Let them think yeah. you're going to Mexico or something, but really you're just going to the desert of Canada. Yeah, it's Winnipeg. Like, why not go to Baltimore? It's closer. <laughs> it's the same thing. Um, well, our last question for you. What are your plans this summer? Do you have anything coming up that you are particularly excited about? No, just, you know, I'm I'm working. i uh taking care of the kids and I took up golf this summer, so that's kind of fun. Been enjoying that. Is, is it though? What's that? I've, is it though? Because I've I've golf. I haven't golfed in like three or four years, but I used to be really into it. And I wouldn't describe like picking up, learning to play golf, and shooting 120 as particularly fun. <laughs> I mean, when you ha- when you have three kids and you get to get to go drink for five hours, it's right? Fun. So. That was, I used to tell my wife, like, that was my therapy. Like, I'd go out after work for nine holes by myself, and it was beautiful. The Just, Ricky's yeah, issue is that he would take his daughter golfing, and she would be better at it than he is, and then she would want to do true. it every weekend. Yeah. That's probably true. Yeah, I, I've gotten to the point where I get, like, one good shot every other hole, and it's just enough to keep you. It's, it's uh, usually the last it. one. Yeah, it's usually the yeah. last hole where you're like, you know what? I shot I 120. I, I, I shot 125, but I had a birdie on the last hole. I'm coming back next week. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. All right. Let's uh, got to keep rolling down the list. We got. I think we got two more people to get to. So I'm trying Trent, to get a couple other people, but yeah, there's two more people. Yeah, Trent. Thanks for coming to hang out with us and uh, keep in touch. And next season, we'll have you back on. I appreciate you guys. Have a good one. Go, go put your Me kids too. to bed. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, he, he fell asleep in the middle of it. <laughs> You put him to sleep, real nice, Andrew. All right, well, I have a I have a very smooth, buttery voice, so it happens. You sure do. All right, take care. Have a good one. Unless other people show up, we got two more. Uh, what? Can't. There you go. Oh shit! Oh, there he we, is. If he's awake, it's about time we had a little Canadian on the show with his mic uh, muted and everything. It's Nigel. Well, supposedly it's Nigel. His mic is. Oh, there he is. Hello. Hey, buddy. How shit is my audio quality right now? It's pretty uh, bad. 
Yeah. Not the worst though. Jesus was the worst. You sound yeah. like your 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 microphone is in your toilet. Well, it's Bluetooth headphones. I kind of had to make shift. That's not so bad. How is our favorite no. Nova Scotian doing this evening? S- sweating my balls off in my apartment <laughs> right now. Is it hot it's up humid. there? It is humid as shit. It's like okay. 90 degrees for you guys. It's what it's outside right now. Like, yeah, it's um, it's been really humid here too. It's actually, so we, actually today wasn't today wasn't really that humid. I was surprised when I got out of work today because just wait till to uh, tomorrow and Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, swamp. Hundred percent chance of swamp ass. Yeah, Wednesday is going to be ninety-four. Okay. We have rules with like light government licensing with where I work, where like we can't take the kids outside if the humidex is thirty-three or above. It's been there before noon, like for the past week and a half, every day. <laughs> Fucking Canada! You can't even bring your kids outside. How do you uh, how do you manage that with all your kids? Uh, well, I take them outside in the morning, and then I basically just tell them to deal with it. Nice, you're, <laughs> you're a good dad. And the nicest, and the nicest. It's not his kids, you dick. It's kids. No, it's works with. <laughs> yeah, I'm it's not like, a dad. I know. Are you like twelve? I'm twenty-three. <laughs> you fucking dick. <laughs> um it's getting late we've talked to 38 people um but i'm happy to have you here nigel we have some questions for you if you have some time absolutely what was your favorite on ice moment this year for the devils oh man god i I feel like the shit show against toronto is like really funny to look back on yes but like game seven was just like sitting in my apartment like surreal like realizing holy shit we finally won a playoff round for the first time in 11 years yeah like i was 11 years old sitting in my basement in a nameless devil's jersey the last time i saw them win a playoff round and then this time i was in my own apartment in a heesher jersey and could actually comprehend what was going on I'm sure you felt like I did and everyone else going into that game seven. Maybe you didn't. I just assumed there was no way we were going to win that game. I felt a chance, but I felt like we were going to get fucking Igor. Something in me was like, man, he's just going to, like, we're going to get Igor and it's going to be like a 2-1 loss on two bullshit Kreider pins on the power play. Yeah, see, I I thought we were going to lose game six because I was saying that, you know, Halfway through that game five and the Devils are up two, three, nothing, whatever. The Rangers just folded. They didn't do anything. I was like, wow, they're they're done. And they're the Devils have all the momentum. I thought they were going to go into the garden, take care of business. It was the complete opposite. We got shit kicked again. And I just thought that was going to carry into game seven. But I was very, very pleasantly proven wrong. So. Stood what off a, head and yeah. She made a torpedo. You know, you have like the third line with like Hala and them. It was when they scored. It was actually that Hala goal is when it like sank in. I was like, oh, holy fuck, we've done it. Yeah, I that... didn't feel I didn't I didn't feel safe at two nothing. I was like, I've seen two goal swings go quick, but when it became three nothing and fucking Schmidt, I mean, uh, Shusterkin's just laying on the ice. Like, why the fuck isn't my team doing anything? I was like, okay, no, we've we've done it. Yep. Yeah, and and also that was the high point. The low point was that piece of shit Truba. Like after they lost, you know, the game's over pretty much. And he's like, let me go injure somebody instead of doing that in game four, which is when he should have done it if he wanted to keep the Rangers in the series. But what do you mean, man? Team captain Jacob Truba is a model citizen. 
Which, you know, to his credit, which I hate to give credit to Sean Avery, he said that exact thing on their podcast. Yep. Was it was like four games too late that it was a real pussy move, and I agree. Yeah. Yep. And Sean Avery's calling you a pussy, you've hit an all time low. <laughs> well, we both watched that and texted each other like, holy shit. Why do we agree with Sean Avery? Yeah, um, I don't like that Sean Avery. I don't, I don't feel right that Sean Avery's making me like him. Yeah. Um, now, what about your favorite off-ice uh, moment of the season? Off-ice has got to be... Hughes has given some golden ones, but that nine-game heater comment was just fucking hilarious. Yeah, he was a quote machine. Um, just that... I can't remember that it was like something about them struggling or something like that. And he's just like, we're on a nine-game heater. I think we're all right or He's just a, such a fucking smart ass. I love it. I, I was always wondering if anybody behind the scenes was telling Jack, like, hey, could you not be an asshole to the reporter? Well, see, this is the thing. I've always said that, like, this is why Nico's the captain, because your captain goes to the media and is, you know, respectful. The rest of them, ooh, I don't give a fuck what they say. Like, Yeah. I, could you imagine... You yeah, could you could you imagine the Devils getting their ass kicked and Jack having to sit in front of the media and answer all the questions? Oh, man. Uh, we all love Novo, but Jack would fucking just, like, he Cam Newton after the Super Bowl. he just get up and fucking leave. Yeah, that's, that's hilarious. Um, all right, let's run down this list, my friend. Um, the big question tonight has been goalies. Do you want to run it back with VTech and Schmid, or you want to go out and get a goal? Hellebuck, Hellebuck, Hellebuck. I... I've been a Hellebuck guy for, like, multiple years now, though. Like, I've fully been under the belief for, like, that he's been arguably the best goalie in hockey for the past, like, four years. And Winnipeg trots out. Like, for the first half of this year, he was the best goalie in hockey. And then between his usage rate and his defense being shit, his numbers came down a bit. But, like, they're putting him out there like the Devils were doing with fucking Marty at some point. And it's like, Jesus, man. Play your backup. I also just, I get VTech. This is the first year we've done well in a while. And like, he was fine during the season. But like, let's not sugarcoat VTech for anything more than he was. He was an average goalie. That was fine. And then in the playoffs, was a nightmare. Yeah. See, now I've been saying that, you know, VTech has never played that much before. Schmidt was a rookie, and they still combined got us the best season in Devils history. So for me, it could only go up from there. So the more we talk about it, I think my final thought on that is either Hellebuck or the Schmidt-Vanacek combo is is all I'm willing to do. Well, there was that report that came out today that they're like just looking to play Schmidt in the AHL again, which I don't fucking agree with. I think he should be... The backup, because I yeah. think if you're making if you're making a goalie move, cap reasons wise, VTech's got to go. Yep. Because you yeah. can't there's, have there's there's two problems with that report. One, it's Frank Saravalli, and uh, Frank Spaghetti. I didn't yeah. see who it was. I just saw it, it was it was Saravalli. So who knows? Uh, and two, like Andrew said at the beginning of this, which you haven't heard yet, is if Vanacek is part of the deal, which he has to be for cap reasons, who the hell is your backup if Schmidt's playing in well, the year? Calgren, but I would rather Schmidt than Calgren. Calgren has, Calgren has no rebounds. Like He's an he AHL like goalie. Butt. He's stinky. Yeah, see, I thought that got him for the AHL because... Of, Schmidt's going to play. Yeah, and then... Let, let Calgren and Dawes play in the AHL. Well, you Dawes had fucking Dawes. December, so it's got to um, be Brendan. Well, 
who cares? Schmid, Schmid earned his spot as at I minimum. Know. I know. could go fucking zero and eighty two. I wouldn't give a shit. It makes you no can't. Difference. You can't send Schmid down to Utica after the playoffs. That is like the biggest dick kick. And I'm not even like fully advocating for him to be the starter yet. You just can't be like, hey, I know you won us a playoff series, basically, but fuck you. Yeah, well, but he- also, you know what the other interesting thing is? I also remember uh, Fitz doing an interview after the Timo extension where somebody asked him about goaltending. And he actually said to the media that he was comfortable going into the season with Vanacek and Blackwood as their one and two right before uh-huh. he traded Blackwood. So... I don't think anything we hear is is entirely. Oh, because why? Well, they're not going to just tell you exactly what they're going to do because that'd be the dumbest fucking shit. Yeah, of course. Like ever, like God, thank God Blackwood's gone. Holy shit! Well, well, uh, you know, think about it like this though, because you know, obviously Fitz plays things close to the vest. What if he he did say that, you know, they plan on playing Schmid in the AHL just as a way of, you know, kind of throwing people off and, and maybe thinking that that's the plan. And in actuality, he's working on Hellebuck or he's working on Soros to make that a reality. I don't know, you know, unless the team, unless somehow the team they're, you know, whether it's Winnipeg or, or Nashville is retaining 50%, I just don't see how they can make that trade and not include Vanacek. Yeah, it's not that Vanacek's cap number is crazy. It's just $3 million. And then whatever you're adopting with Saros or Hellebuck, there's too much there to not. Right. So Hellebuck, I think it was like 2.7 would be the difference. And your Saros, I think, is making like five or something. So it would be like, you know, a very minimal difference between I the two. I mean, I'd love Saros more than anything. I just feel like Nashville isn't. Like, as much as they could get a haul for Saros, Barry Trotz doesn't seem like the guy to deal Saros. I don't think so either. And I forget who said it earlier. They were right. The, you know, Saros is, a, is very much a, you know, Saros is very much a, you know, athletic, you know, side to side goalie, not really position positional. Um, and you wonder how that, you know, how that ages in a goalie. As well, look at Jonathan Quick. Jonathan right. Quick was like that. And Quick kind of fell off the face of the earth. That during that cup run with that, those cup runs with LA, he was actually the best goalie on the planet. And then, like, three years later, his contract looked like shit. Well, don't worry, he's backing up backup. Igor. Yeah, he's backing up Igor now. Which so uh, Greg Wyshynski had the best quote about that trade said, Great trade for the Rangers as long as Shesterkin plays, uh, I think it was 75 games or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, let's keep this rig rolling. So, the next question. I mean, you know me, Nigel, so you know why that we're asking <laughs> this question. If you were a bird, what bird would you be? Um, to be honest, I don't know much about birds, but um, whatever a uh, fluffy back tit babbler is, the yellow rumped warbler, maybe. I don't know. The fluffy back tit babbler sounds like a sweet fucking bird. It's not a real bird, but there's you know. It is. Google you know what? Oh shit. What? I googled Did it. Andrew get stumped? Is that that's not a real bird? Yeah, it is. Fluffy back tip babbler. Boom. Oh, Andrew. <laughs> Fuck you, Andrew. We got him. It took to the second to last caller, but we got him. Ladies and gentlemen. Jesus Christ. That sounds like something is, you made up. What's funny is I just googled birds with phallic names and clicked on the first websites. Oh, man. <laughs> Which was well, Bird Watching Magazines, 10 Great Birds with Bad Names. And, ladies and well, gentlemen, we got him. 
Well, you did get me, but now you got to do me a favor. There's a bird up by you that I don't get here called the Canada Jay, and uh, it's a little gray guy. It's cousin of the Blue Jay, and if you see one, take a picture for me. I'm going to pretend I know what they look like, and I'll hold, hold you up on that. You can Nigel, Google, every time you see a pigeon or any other bird, just take a picture and so send it to me. Like, I found pig- it. I see so <laughs> yeah. many pigeons. I'm sure. Take a picture listen, and text it to him. I found it. I'm sure yeah. you've got plenty of rock pigeons walking in and out of the Halifax strip clubs. I don't. I don't doubt uh, that. I mean, actually, there are no strip clubs in Halifax. It's kind of tragic. Not the bare facts. I think most of them are like Halifax is kind of like uppity now. It's, mm. it's got money. All right, Google search history, strip clubs, <laughs> Halifax. Well, while he's doing that, since we're on Canada. If you had to choose an all-expenses-paid vacation to Columbus or Winnipeg, which one are you choosing? So, wait. can I? If I go to Columbus, can I take, like, a day trip to, like, Canton or Cleveland, or am I just stuck in Columbus? So your, mm. your ideal Columbus vacation is getting the fuck out of Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> There's other things to do in Ohio. Like, I could go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame or the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. There's shit to do in Ohio. You know what? Then, then I know what your answer is because when you go to Winnipeg, there's that's it. You, it's the you only know. thing I know about Winnipeg is that I at least get domestic beer that I that is like Canadian domestic and not American domestic. That's all I'll know. I'll be like, wow. See, I like um, they're in not, Iceland. not in Winnipeg, but over in Montreal, Archibald Brewing. Um, they have uh, all of their beers are named after like. I don't know. They have like women that are like pinup girls uh, on the cans, but Jiflui is a good one and Matante. Um, <laughs> it's the fun. It's the great. Like I got shit faced at a Red Bulls game up in Montreal. I was just screaming Jiflui at people. Um, <laughs> but uh, over in Toronto, Mill Street Organics, a good one. Steam Whistle Pilsner is probably my favorite Canadian beer. Um, yeah. Also, there is Hide and Seek, The Dome, Strippers Are Us, and the Halifax Club. In the Dome Rippers is not a strip club. The Dome it's is not. a nightclub. It is not a strip he does, club. He knows from experience. He knows wow. from experience. Well, let me tell you something. I, I wonder, is Strippers Are Us a strip club? I'm very curious. It is. I've never it heard is, of um, that. I've never where heard is it? Where is it? Where is it? There used to be a big joke when I was in like middle school that there was a gay strip club in Halifax called Thunder Down Under, and I don't know if that's real or not, but that was always the big So like, you know what? Middle strippers are us. Strippers are us is Atlantic Canada's best live stripper entertainment agency. So you actually can hire them. Can you hire them, Nigel, and give us a review on the next pod? I uh, probably shouldn't for the fact that I have not finished grad school. I'm going to grad school and <laughs> don't want to lose my job. It looks like hide and seek is your only choice, actually. Well, if you're in um, New Brunswick, Moncton has Angie's. That's like the big one everybody knows is Angie's. Well, next time you're in Halifax, 1737 Grafton Street, hide and seek. Have fun. I don't want to be giving out free plugs here on the pod. They better be paying us for this. I can, <laughs> you're I'll make that happen. The one person that's not me who listens to this podcast from the Halifax area, they can give you a review. I will tell them to speak to my Canadian representation, Yukon Cornelius. He'd be happy to uh, (laughs) forward my paperwork along. Um, Before we let you go, sir. Listen, this guy loves birds. (laughs) Exactly. Just bird birds. Yeah, not lady. (laughs) Not being a Yeah, not calling them ladies birds. 
titty bag fluffy warbler or whatever the hell you said. Exactly. I'm stumped. You got to send me a picture of that. Now, my last question for you, sir, your plans for the summer. You got anything coming up you're excited about? Um, I am going to a music festival first weekend of August because that's a holiday weekend for us. I don't think it is. I don't know if it is for you guys. Nope. But anybody of note or is it like local bands? Um, well, it's kind of it's Cana- it's like bigger Canadian. Like there's the Sheepdogs. I don't know if you know any of these bands. There's the no. Sheepdogs, there's Billy Talent, there's the Sam Roberts band. They're oh, all like bigger Canadian. I was gonna say Billy Talent be one you know. They're solidly big, but the other two, like it's just Canadian bands. It's so music. No Ar- yeah. No Arkells. No Arkells. No, it's like actually like some of it's like some heavier shit, which is nice. Oh, do you know um fuck, I forget their name. There was like a hardcore band from Quebec City I was listening to for a while, but now I forget. Oh, get the shot. Have you ever heard of them? I have not. I'll have to send you that. So anyway, Nigel, let's play some Warzone soon, okay? Yeah, I honestly, I've been awful for like not playing. I haven't played Warzone in a fucking minute. It's okay. We I suck. At it. I, I was gonna say I suck fucking dick at the game. Whoa! You guys have to carry me whenever we play. It's pretty bad. Well, you, we're the best, so you, I can confirm yes. that is that is the truth. You're in the right yeah, place. Rick, Ricky, Ricky gets mad because I play on controller and hitting a lot of buttons is complicated. To get I'll never forget. We played with him, and I was like, Nigel, I need plates. So this fuck, runs, this fuck runs into the middle of the street, and I'm like standing there. I'm like, dude, drop the plates. And legit, no joke, about 35, 40 seconds for him to drop plates. The minute he dropped plates, a team came running up and just absolutely shit on both of us. And I'm like, oh, cool, man, thanks. I didn't need well, those plates now. <laughs> on console, you'll understand. You need a fucking, like, to get Discord running first, you need a fucking master's degree from MIT, let alone to drop plates. It's like a six button thing. I feel like I'm, like, putting in a nuclear code just to get into my inventory on that game sometimes. You do get that sweet aim assist. It doesn't help me. <laughs> I don't know. I, I watch our friend Buck after we're dead and he's still alive. Watching him shoot is pretty pretty scary because he's not especially when he gets attacked and he starts yelling at us to help him. But we've been dead for five minutes. Um, all right, <laughs> let's let you go. We got one more person to get in here. Thanks for hanging out, Nigel. We'll definitely talk bye, to you. Nigel. Bye, Nigel. Thanks for having me, boys. Anytime. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. So at this point, we don't know if Discord is still working, but we'll find out. Um, I'm pretty sure it is. I don't know. I have no way of knowing. But yeah. we have our last guest. Uh-huh. I don't know. What is your freaking Twitter name now? Uh, Sladimir was your Twitter name. I don't know what it is now. It's uh, by John Bailey. Yeah, because now he's abandoning the devils and he's covering the shitbag flyers for some reason. Hey, someone's got to do the dirty that. jobs too. Yeah. Dude, actually, I, I don't blame you. When I was... Um... Getting close to, to leaving college, I tried to get a job with the Flyers because at that point, yeah. like, you know, I went to school in Pennsylvania, but at that point, whoever pays you, that's who you're going to root for. Um, yeah, but, you know, a job is a job. But um, thanks for coming to hang out with us. And uh, what are you doing on this lovely Monday evening besides talking to us? Um, well, like we just were talking about, I wrapped up a couple articles, uh, one for today, one for tomorrow morning. And uh, that's kind of it. Um, just going through the motions, seeing what everyone's talking about uh, for our team today. Um, kind of been the same topic all summer, but I have my opinions. Well, we'll hmm. get to them. 
thank you for waiting for like an hour and a half in the waiting room. You were the last person here because a bunch of people that said they were going to be here and actually joined the Discord. Oh, I forgot. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. My my Discord's not working, and I'm calling all you out. Don't worry. When we're done with this, I'm calling you all out. But anyway, okay. thanks for waiting. We appreciate it because you know we're not worth waiting for. But you'll you'll find that out. Uh, anyway, so first question we have. First question is, uh, what was your favorite on ice moment this year with the Devils? Um, I have one in mind. I guess kind of two in one, but we'll we'll put them together because it was within the couple days of each other i would say the two wins against calgary in november the weirdest home and home in the history of the nhl calgary in calgary and then in new jersey yeah that i think that for me when you think about the whole regular season i feel like that was the moment when we kind of knew that the devils are not the same garbage team as the last couple years I said it earlier. Mine was the Edmonton game with Brett, you know, the eight second, two goals in eight seconds. Oh, yeah. But yeah, Calgary, that, the, you know, those two wins were, were big too because we generally shit the bet on Cal- in Canada, especially West Coast. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they, those two games, we were getting just pounded physically. And I think we were behind at one point in both games and total slugfest, but we won both. And all that we was hear about Zetterlin, it. Zetterlin on the power play in overtime in Calgary, right? Yep. And then I think the other goal uh, that was the game winner, that was in regulation. I think that was when Nico did that move where he cuts outside and then flicks the quick uh, quick shot on the goalie. I want to say that was the other goal that won that game. Yeah, very innocent-looking shot that, that he has scored on quite a bit, um, which is kind of cool. That's that, what I love. That for me is just... We hear Aside all the time from... Devils being too soft and you know, whatever they, they took a beating both games within like, what was it? Two or three days of each other. And they won both. So. Yep. Yeah. Nico and his constant owl face, but he's still a tough son of a bitch. And I love him. Yep. Resting yep. out face. <laughs> yep. Uh, what's your favorite off ice moment this year? Uh, see, I, I was looking at this before I came in and I don't know if this counts, but I'll go with it anyway. I'm going to say the fire Lindy chance. So who just said that? Uh, Trent, I think. I think it was Trent. Yeah, we 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 just talked about this also. Yeah, it, it, that was a really good one. Yeah, especially because the rest of the season turned out to be great. That you know that was kind of a a starting point for all that. Um, so yeah, yeah, and then, like I like I said earlier, you know, you didn't hear this obviously, but it was it was cool because it was organic. Like it wasn't like a predetermined like let's all go to the game and do this sort of thing, which made it even cooler. Yeah. Like that that home opener against Detroit, it was major Winnipeg Jets twenty nineteen vibes. And once a couple goals went in, the building was just dead. And once we got on a win streak, you we did not have another home game quiet like that again. Yep. Yeah, and I and I was saying to somebody else, like, we got a lot of shit for those fire lindy chants, but people don't understand that that was seen by the fans as a continuation of last season which was the worst season the devils had in 35 years and you know we've been patient enough for almost 10 years save 2018 which was you know taylor hall brought us to the playoffs so it wasn't just fire lindy after two games it was fire lindy because we wanted him gone after last season and obviously things are the same so but you know things turned around very quickly 
Yeah, I mean, to even today, I, I still am surprised that Lindy made it to opening night this year, but obviously that paid off. I mean, he's technically still didn't get his contract yet, right? I know Fitz said he was working on it. I guess, yeah, I it's kind of weird. <laughs> things still could happen. It's not something I've seen anyone really talk about, but I guess not really cause for concern. I mean, I don't think at this point any other team is going to call up Lindy and make a job offer after no. the year he just had here. I don't think Fitz is going to let that happen. Yeah, Fitz said no. he's not going anywhere, so... Yeah, he's he'll be back. For how long, who knows? But hopefully it'll be around for a while because that means the Devils are winning and we have nothing to complain about, so we'll just complain about random shit like we always yep. do. Uh, so are you on Team Run It Back or Team New Goalie? Well, yes, yes and no, right? I mean, obviously we all know Hella Buck has been on the block. Maybe not officially, but, you know, rumors are going to be rumors. I don't know if the Winnipeg Jets are necessarily looking to get rid of him, but, you know, they're not trying to rebuild, apparently. But I don't, I've always said I don't know if I've, like, a move like that is worth the cost. Um, some of us are proponents of getting him as a pure rental. Which That's me. Maybe, maybe could work. I mean... They did say today that they want a cure to play in the AHL for another year. And I get that. Like, that's totally normal. Right. Last year, he played some some in the NHL and some in the AHL, and he was absolutely awful in the NHL. Um, this year, same deal, except he wasn't awful. So I think they want to get him, like, a full year of development on the same level of competition. Um. It's weird. Yeah. He's he's a weird guy though. Like, you know, thinking about it, like what was he was in the ECHL, right? Um, um was like Iowa or some shit. USHL yeah, and he's and yeah. he stunk. He wasn't very good. He yeah. hasn't been good and in Utica then, either. Right. He wasn't good in Utica and all of a sudden he comes in and he plays pretty well in New Jersey this year and then has that playoff. It's like how do you I don't get how a guy could like struggle in a shitty league and then like get to the NHL and all of a sudden is you know, shutting teams out in a playoff series. It's just the, weird to me. You have the inverse with Holtz, who is lighting up the uh, AHL. Then you're like, fine, you know, bring him up. And then he comes up and he doesn't really look like anything special. It's just weird well, how it works. Uh, you know, it's it's weird. It's it's tough because, you know, we've all seen it. Like, he doesn't get top-line minutes. And, like, we bitched about it last year where all preseason, they had him playing on Jack's wing the entire preseason. They had him in the top, you know, top line, or maybe they moved him down to the second line. And then game one rolls around, and he's on the fourth line. He's scratched. It doesn't doesn't make sense. And I just don't know that the spot's there for him now this year to to play a second line, first or second line. It's going to have to be on the third line, like we talked about earlier. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I think know. going back to Schmid quickly, um, mm -hmm. like goalies goalies in the NHL are tricky, right? Like we had the the one year with. Our our legend Andrew Hammond, where he just oh. was absolutely unstoppable, and then was never heard of again. And you know we see that all the time with goalies; they're very either very hot or very cold, somewhere between. Like Bobrovsky has been terrible for a couple of years, and then in the playoffs, like Schmidt, he was lights out. Like I don't know if anyone really remembers this, but um, Timo Meyer when he was with us, not the Sharks. He scored that wraparound against Chicago. 
on yep. Staylock, I think. And I don't know who asked him the question or when he gave the answer, but he said something about how he knew from playing against Staylock in San Jose in practice that his habit was to come out aggressively like that. And that's how he needs to go for the wraparound. And I think there's an aspect of scouting and and watching film and stuff in the NHL that people don't really talk about as much. It's more seen like an NFL thing where you, you watch tape and you look at coverages and stuff. But I, f- I feel like NHL players are low-key more observant than, than what they get credit for. But I think that played a part in how good Schmid was because he didn't move Nobody. in the net. He just right, he's there. yeah, he's good positionally, and he he's always kind of no wasted movement, which is good. And you know, every time somebody talks about goalies, you know, being good for one year and disappearing, the guy that always comes to mind is Jim Carrey. The guy had one good year, one of Vesna, and then just fucked off to God knows where. He was thirty-five and twenty-four that year with a two point two six, one of Vesna, and then. 17 and 18, 5 and 13, and then just basically didn't play again. He had That's one crazy. good year. Yep. That's, I'm just looking at him now. That's crazy. Yep. Um, he's probably too. He's probably before your time, uh, John. But, uh, yeah, I, I think so. But I, I have seen his name before looking at Vesna winners. I did, I did write something. It must have been with um, Pucks and Pitchforks a couple of months ago where I was looking at whether or not there's real value in having a Vesna caliber goaltender. And there's really not. I mean, yeah, there is, there is well, but like, there isn't. So, like, for example, like Allmark. Allmark was, at, I wouldn't say ass, but below average everywhere else he's played. And then goes and wins a Vesna this year. And and I said it last week, I don't. he's not going to maintain that. There's just no way. Um, and any team that trades him, I think you're going to get, you're not getting a sub two goals against average goalie. You're getting a two, five, two, seven goalie. Like he's been his entire career. Yeah. Uh, Ricky, before we move on to the next question, Jim Carrey did in fact, after playing, went on to become, um, a pet detective is what I found. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Somehow I knew you were going to, you were going to make a Jim Carrey joke. You fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Next question: If you were a bird, what bird would you be? I think I'm a Slavonian grebe kind of guy. <laughs> a grebe? Yeah. All right. I know grebes. I don't know the Slavonian one. Yeah, I had to. I had to go outside of the box for this question. I I know. Uh, I've heard through the grapevine you you know a lot of birds. So well, and the grebes are they're ducks. They're just fancy names for different kinds of ducks, and we and we got a bunch of them around here. Um, Hide-billed grebe, grebe, whatever, is the duck that you might find here in New Jersey. But um, I'm a, for, yeah. for ducks, I'm a common merganser guy myself. But yeah. I got sick of you. I got sick of you flexing your bird, your bird muscle. So I told everyone to come up with good, good birds. It's okay. At least uh, we got to talk about birds. Just like the colors, right? You got the black. You got some yellow, some orange and red. Just it just gives me some devil's vibes. You know, you got to keep up the team spirit. Well, if you want a devil's bird, then you look no further than the Scarlet Tanager because they're just red and black. And so is uh, a cardinal, but you're just being a dork now. Anyway, if you no, had to choose like an all-expenses paid, if you had an all-expenses paid vacation to Columbus or Winnipeg, which one are you choosing? So I was briefly talking about this with Brian in the waiting room, 
And I personally will say Winnipeg. And I say Winnipeg because I know absolutely nothing about it. And I know. Oh, boy, let Andrew, let Andrew fill you in. Well, I mean, there's a, a big Ukrainian community there. Um, they have the Canadian Human Rights Museum. Uh, that's it. So. And dust. <laughs> dust, mud, mosquitoes, uh, terrible bars. Um, I mean, if you want to drive like an hour north and get to Gimli, Manitoba, then you can go visit the Crown Royal Factory, which is kind of cool, but it's seriously just flat for an hour past that. Or you go a couple hours west, go see the uh, Brandon, uh, Manitoba, the Brandon Wheat Kings uh, play some hockey. Bryce Salvador's from there. Um, I got I got pretty much nothing else. Winnipeg's a shithole, and uh, there's nothing I could say that would make anybody want to go there. It's kind of like having to choose between shit and piss here. Well, so I said this before, but I'll say it to you because I really think it's valid. So when I went there for a wedding a couple of years ago, my friends and family asked me what it was like. I said, going to Canada and going to Winnipeg is like someone coming to the United States for the first time. And instead of going to New York, Chicago, L.A., Miami, they go to Cleveland, Ohio. That's Winnipeg. Um, And I think that's the best way to describe it. They don't have an airport, do they? Uh, so there's a joke that they don't have an airport, but they definitely do. I flew in and out of there, and it's uh, really small. And, uh, yeah. So, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so last question for you. Uh, do you have anything interesting or fun planned for the summer? Um, Not really. Um, I'm taking it slow right now because, obviously, uh, I just graduated in May. Um, there's not a lot out there, unsurprisingly. Thank you. Um, I'm just chilling. I'm working at a library part-time, and then when I'm not doing that, I post my articles, I come up with some crazy stuff that gets the people going. And, Fun uh, fact, my first ever real job was at a library. Yeah, I mean, it's it's boring. Like, I'm not gonna lie to anyone and say that it's fun, but... You know, it's not it's not hard work. I oh. go home, I'm not tired, and I go to the gym, I write my stuff, and then I have a couple hours at the end of the night, and then I do the same thing the next day. And I don't work more than two days in a row. It's part-time, it's a government job, it's cool. And Pucks Plus, and Pitchforks and- is where people can find your your thoughts on the devils, right? Yeah. I've been considering doing a substack too. I don't know how well-received that would be. And, like, you know, I'm not, like, a J-Fresh or anything. I don't offer, like, any cool-looking cards. I just talk <laughs> about stuff and make up crazy okay. scenarios that nobody, people... Nobody really enjoy. wants advanced stats anyway, so you're all, right. all good. Um, <laughs> so, while we have you, though, since you do uh, follow the Flyers, I might as well ask you... Um, do you think they're still going to offload Konechny and Sanheim? Because I'm kind of confused. And, and the D'Angelo trade hasn't officially happened yet, I don't think. Um, I'm, I'm kind of confused at what they're doing. It seemed like they were committed to a full rebuild, and then they signed guys like Stahl and Hathaway, and, and you know they haven't found homes for some of their uh, better players yet. Carter Hart. Yeah, Carter Hart. Yep. Um, Carter Hart. Actually, I have something on him coming out tomorrow that involves us. No. Um, no. <laughs> we just got rid of Blackwood. We don't want another Blackwood. No, I, I, I genuinely think that 
Hart is a bit underrated, and I don't think he carries a lot of risk right now. If someone wanted to try and trade for him, but you know that'll that'll all be in the in the article. But like the big fish, right? You mentioned Konechny. Um I haven't heard or seen anything uh, surprisingly. I would kill for him. Yeah, I would love to have him on the team, but I think. I I don't really know what the Flyers are doing because, like you said, they signed Stahl, and now they have Stahl on one point one million, which is not really a ton, but like you know why. And they have they have prospects. You guys might not be familiar with them, but they have like Emil Andre, they have um, Yegor Zamula, um, they already have Sandheim and York, so you know you have three three players competing for. Oh, and I have Nick Sealer too, who's also a veteran. So you have Sealer, you have Stahl, you have Andre, and you have Zamula competing for one spot. Um, they're having a problem going forward fitting in like their top right-wing prospects. They have Bobby Brink, and they have Tyson Forster. Um, there's just no spots on the right wing because they still have Konechny. That's one. Then they have Owen Tippett is two. Cam Atkinson could play left wing, but he's three. Hathaway is four. So you're going to have a lot of right wings playing on their offside, and I I just don't know how they're going to do that. Like They still have um, Couturier's coming back. Uh, they just re-signed Cates. They didn't trade Scott Lofton yet. Um, Morgan Frost, too. Yep, Morgan Frost they're working on. So there's just like a lot, not a lot of spots for the guys that they should be getting time to. Um, and Sandheim, I think, is probably not going anywhere because July 1st, his NTC kicked in and now he's getting $6 million annually. That's, that contract is, is yeah, it's a little crazy. Yeah, he signed until I think he's 30, 36, 35, something like that. And like I said, six million. He was awful last year. I was just uh, telling some of the other people that write for the Broad Street Buzz. I was watching the NHL's video they posted on YouTube of like the the filthiest goals of 2022 or whatever. And I think I <laughs> saw Sandheim. <laughs> I think I swear I think I saw Sandheim like three or four times. And, and D'Angelo was in there. I think twice. Like it was it was a mess. Provorov was in there. And they still have D'Angelo, which I mean, three days ago they were allowed to make that trade with Carolina, and if that was just sitting on the on the you know under a heat lamp, then why isn't it done? And you know, and I can sort of be sold on the stall signing. Maybe you need a cheap veteran to to watch after the kids, but like the well, they lost, they lost Provorov, so they needed to add another bigot to the team. So yeah, well, that, of course. Out. But um, the Hathaway one is the one where I'm like. It's just typical flyers. Like you're, you're not going to win anything. You're not planning on winning anything. Let's sign a bottom six tough guy because flyers. I just don't understand that one. Yeah, I don't know. I, I could kind of understand it from the perspective of you want to have a veteran and you want to have a tougher guy in there. And Hathaway, like we, we all wanted him on the Devils, right? Like no, one of the one of the best fourth liners <laughs> in the league. <laughs> we'll take Tom Wilson, uh, Hathaway. We'll take take Tom it Wilson, it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they already have um, Delorier too, um, left on the left wing and the on the bottom six. And I remember still, uh, Delorier when 
Yeah, I remember when um Mikey McLeod dropped the gloves with Delorier in that um was it a seven nothing game? And oh yeah. I was I was yelling. I was like ten rows off the ice. I'm like, Mikey, you're gonna die. What are you doing? Delore is a tough dude, but McLeod held his own. Yeah, I mean, like I was saying before, like they have these these forwards that are either holdovers or newcomers that are blocking spots, and I I can't understand it. And Sandheim is gonna be impossible to move. Um Konechny has value, but you know, yesterday we had the Debrinket trade and they got pretty much nothing. Well, not nothing, but not what they paid, right? Yeah. I think Kubalik is a good fit for Ottawa because they're still getting like a middle six scorer for a guy that was not gonna stay, and they're getting a first round pick. So like it's not the end of the world for them. But I think before this trade, Konechny was more valuable than he is now. Um, and that's, I think the Flyers waiting and messing around with the draft and, you know, focusing on Hayes and D'Angelo. And now they have this great winger who's only got two years left at a great price and he's going to rot. Um, yeah, I mean, to wrap it up just on Ottawa, I, I kind of would not be surprised if Ottawa flips that first and maybe another asset or two and actually trades for Konechny and then signs, um, Tarasenko as a free agent. I kind of feel both players might be headed to Ottawa. I mean, they're getting Josh Norris back. Um, They still have to sign a backup goalie. They only have $5 in cap space right now. But um, I I think Konechny will be moved if the Flyers are willing to move him and their price is not too crazy. But yeah, Sanheim, he's not going anywhere at this point. Unbelievable contract. And yeah, also to D'Angelo, we mentioned him a couple of times. I didn't mention uh, the news on him. Uh, it's it's kind of uh, radio silence at the moment. Um, the one guy, I don't know if he's really a source or not, but he's been tweeting about it. And he said it was pretty much a done deal that they'd be getting uh, Massimo Rizzo from the University of Denver, unsigned center, seventh-round pick, at 50% retained. And now no one thinks it's happening because it's been... Two days, they had to wait one year and one day from the original trade to do it again. And now it hasn't happened, and people are saying Eric Carlson, and uh, they want to see if they could get Carlson, and Tarasenko, and I, I don't know. I, I don't really see how Carolina could possibly acquire Carlson with the cap space they have, and then they'd have to get rid of Shea, they'd have to get rid of Pesci, and then next year, they need to sign Ajo, they need to sign Nietzsche, they need to sign Jarvis. It's so, funny you should say I that, because as, we as we were talking, I saw something scroll by that Friedman said he thinks sooner rather than later, Carlson's going to either Pittsburgh or Carolina. Again, I have no idea how they make that cap work. And I also saw earlier that the Ajo contract looks like eight the nine and a half a year over eight years is probably what it's going to be. Ooh. So I don't think that's a bad price. I mean, if you compare it to like Timo or Jack, Jack or yeah, it's a terrible price, but yeah, Fitz is the GM of the year. Yeah, again, we'll just keep going back to Fitz. Seriously. Every time another team signs a player to a contract, I just go back to Fitz and I'm like, we're lucky. This guy's a genius. Um, 
That let's, fucking PowerPoint, man. That PowerPoint. Yeah, the PowerPoint, the New Jersey presentation. Well, let's let's uh, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, thank you for waiting so long, coming to hang out with us. And uh, yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, we'll definitely have you back on during the season as well. I'm just happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, that's nice. Somebody's Aww, glad to talk to what us. A sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So thanks, buddy. And uh, Ricky and I are going to wrap this up, and uh, we'll we'll keep in touch with you. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thanks, sure man. Thing. Thank you, guys. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I want to wrap this up. I think we should ask each other these questions and go through them very quickly because I'm tired. Before we do, I want to call out a couple people that can eat my ass. One, Will NYR and NYR enthusiasts. So Will and Tyler, who both said they wanted to come on and talk about the Rangers and both ghosted up. Well, they didn't ghost. They straight up went out and did other shit and didn't come on. So they yeah. can eat my ass. Uh, Uzi, Ricky Margs. This is like the third or fourth time he's bailed on us. He totally forgot and went out and did shit. He can no, kiss my ass. No, he's sitting at home with his dog, and he liked one yeah, of the tweets. I know, I it. know. But then his response when I said, "Are you going to come on?" He said, "I'm out for the night." I was so why are you sitting on the couch with your dog? So he can kiss my ass also. <laughs> and Jock Jams said uh, he's out at open play ninja training, but he wanted to send in a question. He had one goofy trolley question and one real one, and we'll get to both of them. If the Brad Pack fought the Booty Bastion fans, who would win and why? I think the Booty Bastion fans would win, in my humble opinion, because they are very passionate about a fourth-line shit player. Um, and then the other one was, would you be okay with getting Gibson, hoping he rebounds with the added bonus of getting Adam, Adam Henrique back? I'll let you take that one. Uh, I mean, we've talked about it before with Gibson, where it's really a tough sell with that contract. And like, if he's if he comes and is not good, then you're stuck with that contract, which is even more untradeable than it is now. So, I just I try to get give him the benefit of the doubt that he played behind a really bad team. But it's been a couple of years; he hasn't been that good, and I'm not willing to take that chance with that. Right, with but, that the, but the added benefit of they include Henrique in the deal. No. I don't know. Still yeah, no, because don't we don't need him. Our lineup right. is set other than third line right wing, which is Holtz and Clark to battle it out. Right. And the um, last DM I got was Tyler Blazinski. Uh, I don't know how to Pappy Blaze on, on Twitter. He was, was trying to get on Discord and his Discord shit in the bed on him. So he did send this in. Um, would you prefer Saros or Harold Buck, even if the cost of Saros is higher? And more importantly, what about Carl Vomelka as a potential 1A, 1B goalie situation with... Uh, with you know Vanacek or whoever would be the for other me, goalie for me it's Hellebuck or run it back with the guys we have and yeah, despite think, whatever rumors are out there it's, if it's not Hellebuck I want Vanacek and Schmidt I, I agree we, we've said this multiple times but Vemelka is not a, it wouldn't be a bad yeah if they um, really want player? Schmidt in the AHL then yeah I mean that's a good one A1B right but again I, I said it like the last three times we've been on here like I just feel like trading for the goalie for the sake of trading for a goalie is just a lateral move. Like if you're going to play an unproven guy in Vimelka, just play Schmidt. Yep. Um, let's run through this as fast as possible because I'm fucking exhausted. Ricky. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, favorite on ice moment. I've said this like four times already. Brad's goal in, in, um, in Edmonton with the honorable mention to McLeod's goal that was in game seven, which was sick. Um, off ice moment. Being able to grab all the Twitter receipts from all these scumbag, asshole, Toronto fucking jerk-offs that called Devil fans classless and went back and just shit on every single one of them when they were throwing shit on the ice in the playoffs. That was my highlight of off-ice moments this year. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, we've already talked about goalie. If I were a bird, I'd be a bald eagle because I've because bald eagles are fucking awesome. Yep. Um, I would choose Columbus over Winnipeg because Winnipeg sucks ass. Plans for the summer: we are going to Virginia Beach for a week, staying on the beach in a house, which is cool. And hopefully, Annabelle's not listening to this. We are planning our next Disney trip, which will probably be in January. You think your young daughter is going to sit through three hours of this podcast? He makes me put it on every week while we're driving all over the place to jujitsu. So hopefully I'll cut it off before the end. I'll remember. Hopefully your drive uh, to jujitsu is you... not three hours. Um, favorite on ice moment. I honestly, the the goal in Edmonton, Brad's goal was the moment where I thought, all right, this team's going to do something. And also personally, the night before Thanksgiving, throwing shit on the ice against Toronto was if a thirteen game win streak had to come down it went down in flames in in such a spectacular way and i was one of the most fun hockey games i've ever been to i don't care if people think it's classless to throw shit on the ice mitch marner's a little bitch um anyway favorite off ice moment was being interviewed uh for habs fan tv in uh montreal after beating them um we got lost looking for the subway and i've been there 30 times and I couldn't find it and we just stumbled upon an interview where we got to get on their YouTube and, and TikTok which was cool goalies I'm done talking about if I was a bird I'd be a blue jay they're very smart they are uh, very uh, dedicated to their mates which and sold. like fucking flying and hitting me in the head yeah they're they're funny they're outgoing um, yeah they slapped Ricky in the head with, his, with their wing and they built a nest in Ricky's garage they sure um, did so, yeah, I'd be a Blue Jay. If I had to choose, it's Columbus over Winnipeg. Been to both cities. Uh, Columbus, there's definitely more to do. Winnipeg is just where you should, I don't know. Um, that's where people should be exiled after committing crimes. Um, plans for the summer. Real estate. Trying to get out there, sell more houses. I'm taking some exams at the state level for more appraisal licenses, so i got to study for that for like a fucking month now. Uh, and, and pretty much nothing. Uh, hiking, birding, uh, doing outdoorsy things, um, going to a wedding in Nashville in October, and, and pretty much it. Um, so that's the so, end of what? Yeah, this will probably be our last podcast for probably a until a month or so, until things maybe, unless Devils make a trade for Hellebuck, and then Andrew says he can't do it, so I try to get Vito on because Andrew's studying, trying not to kill himself. Um, but yeah, we'll probably be done for a little bit. Just we wanted to get this out. Hopefully, you've made it this far. It's I don't even know three hours at this point. Um, yeah, I think it is actually three hours. Uh, probably longer than that, actually. Um, so if you made it this far, I mean, kudos to you. Tell us, and uh, you know, we'll fucking send you something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but. Well, thank you, Ricky, for putting this together. Mostly, I'm I'm so fucking busy all the time, or I, I have a hard time concentrating on stuff. Uh, so you did a good job with this. You managed everybody in and out of the the chats, and it went very well. Um, I'm gonna give it a ninety percent until I put this into the editing software, and it's and, all there. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think it's there. I think the panel's just stuck. It says the panel stuck. I think it's it says it's still recording. So I think we're good. Yeah, I think I think we're good. And if it that happened and it still works, then we, we should definitely do this again. Um, this was a lot of fun. Uh, thanks everybody. If you made it this far, God bless you. And, uh, God bless you, Trey. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, see you guys. Bye.